Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Hey, good morning out there, sports fans. Sorry, I'm coming about a minute and a half late here. It's uh, early morning on a Saturday. It's always hard to get up. And uh, I'd like to say the result is because I've been drinking all Friday night, but uh, not even, nothing of the sort. I was probably in bed by 10, so, but uh, just getting old, unfortunately. But again, thank you for tuning into the Sports Offensive. Uh, JP is going to be calling in from location today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. and uh, But we do have Nate Dog here in studio, fresh off a nice little estate sale, finding some baseball card gems. How's the uh, week been for you? Good, man. Uh, productive week, like you said. Uh, got some nice uh, some cards at the estate sale. Made a little money this week. Um, but yeah, the weather change is uh, definitely something to talk about with uh, with the snow and uh, it going from what eighty degrees to about uh, twenty five yeah, overnight. 80, eighty to thirteen. Yeah. In terms of the low, but uh, that low actually came after the snow, right? So it's like it snows and then. And then the clouds clear out, and then it gets colder, you know, mm-hmm. here. Uh, we don't get snow a lot in early October. No, it's unusual this early. I mean, we usually get – oh. I would usually say we usually get our first <gasps> snowstorm at, <laughs> Hang himself. at some point. Uh, before Halloween, usually, is what I've noticed, is that when we, we get snow. But then we don't get a lot of snow until about, uh, I don't know, January 30th on, maybe? February, yeah. Yeah, well, like February, March, April is kind yeah. of our, I mean, even May sometimes are our snow months. So, um, but anyway, again, thanks everyone for tuning in to the Sports Offensive. We got a lot of stuff to cover this week, and I'm sure we won't be able to get to it all, unfortunately. There is just, I mean, we've got the baseball playoffs. We've got uh, football hitting. It's basically its third point of the season. We've got college football in full swing, and in a lot of different sports, we have got a lot of things that just don't add up to what you're used to like i feel like this year uh the baseball playoffs are a great example of it but also fantasy football which we'll get into the top 10 of each position later in the show and all that kind of stuff i I don't know if you feel the same way i do nate but it's like it feels like it's like a major changing of the guard type year like we're changing we're transitioning you know in basketball we're transitioning to brand new superstar teams you're just saying that because dodgers lost (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that certainly doesn't help. Certainly doesn't help things. Uh, let's see. I think we've got JP on the line here. Let me see if we can get him on live. JP, can you hear us out there? Yeah. Good morning, guys. How's everybody doing up there in Broomfield today? You know, it's not bad up here. It's a nice day outside. It's it's still a little bit chilly, which uh, which I'm always a big fan of. Uh, but uh, it's bright and sunny today. I tell you what, it's going to be a gorgeous day. Got to get some laundry done and maybe watch a uh, maybe watch some college sports. They're certainly not going to watch CU as I watched them last night get absolutely torched by the uh, by the Ducks. I don't know if you saw any of that game, but boy, that was a slaughter. Yeah, it was. But, you know, uh, well, CU... college football ahead of us today. Tons of matchups all over the board. So is there anyone that stands out? Like out front, particularly as the game that you're looking forward to watching in college the, football. Boy, I tell you what, it's 
You know, I know Iowa just came off of a loss to Michigan, 10-3 to in an ugly game, but you got Penn State going into Kinnick Stadium tonight out there. You've got LSU and Florida down in um, Death Valley in Louisiana tonight. You've got some more games across the board of some other ranked teams. I'm trying to get my internet rolling here, so I'm going back and forth on my River, uh, The Red River game this weekend, too? Yep, that one will be on at 10 o'clock our time. That's a traditional game where um, the Red River uh, rivalry or the Red River shootout where uh, Oklahoma and Texas plays, and that's going to be on noon Eastern. They're already jaw- they're showing it on the field right now, jawing at themselves. They come out of one tunnel at the old Cotton Bowl there uh, that they remodeled a couple years ago and added some more seats. But, oh, it's one of the best games you're going to see in a long time. One of the early se- – not early season matchups, but it's one of those matchups you look forward to because it's held at the Texas State Fair. At the Texas State Fair? Yep. That is they just uh, like- the State Fair. I don't know how long it runs, but that game, the Cotton Bowl, is on the fairgrounds. They hold their State Fair in there in Dallas on the Cotton Bowl grounds. Well, so I mean, they they don't hold the, the the state fair inside the Cotton Bowl, like it's like in the like the surrounding. No, no, no. it's just on the grounds of where the stadium is. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, you know, God, this is a, it's it's a really good one. Um, you know, the the only thing you have to look at when Oklahoma's come in here undefeated the last three times, they have lost this game, Texas always seems to play above their heads in this game since it is in Dallas. Texas has a bunch of good receivers right now. They have a great quarterback, and they can run the ball. And we're going to find out how good OU's defense is or isn't today because they really have not played that outstanding uh, game yet. They've, they've been winning and winning big, and this is their first really true test. Now, they split the crowd straight down the middle of the stadium. You mean they're going to have the exact, like, Equal equal numbers of of fans in the stadium, despite being home or yep, away. Yeah, they do it from they do it from end zone to end zone, and one side of the stadium will be burnt orange, the other side will be uh, sooner maroon, and uh, those people will let you know who they're rooting for. So, is there any chance that this year's quarterback is better than Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield? I mean, his numbers, at least through last week, I think were better. In the in the start of the senior year, or the, or the possible well, senior year, but like final year, is that is it possible? Well, it's, it is Jalen Hurts. You got to remember, he was over there at Alabama. He did take the transfer. Um, this is a big game for him. He's a little bit different of a quarterback than Kyler Murray or Baker was. So this is a really big test for him coming into an environment that he's used to playing in big games. But like I said, this is the ex Alabama quarterback, so he's going to be poised. But we'll see how he does in this game. I mean, do you feel like he could be a more valuable NFL-level quarterback than the last two that have come out of Oklahoma? In fact, it's been um, almost the number one pick. Well, number one and number four, right? Mm-hmm. No, he, Baker was number one. Was really he was number one. Right now. CB went number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got Sorry. good stats, but like I said, they haven't exactly played the toughest competition. Today's going to be his toughest competition by far. So it's it's there's a, there's a couple different ways people look at Jalen, uh, Kyler and Baker. Uh, Jalen runs the ball a little bit more, where Kyler they both him and Baker ran, but they were more of your gunslinger. Where Jalen is uh, still kind of finding his throwing motion, I believe, is the way I would. Play. Okay, excellent. Well, hopefully we'll have a good game 
uh, to watch. There'll be multiple good games to watch today because uh, I mean I, yeah, I need something like good I said, to watch because God knows that I ain't, I'm not going to be watching uh, baseball going forward. So let's go ahead and dive into that now. I actually wasn't I didn't have time or actually didn't think about a trivia question for today. Does anyone happen to have one off the top of their head? That we could use for the. You uh, know, I just uh, realized that, and I've been trying to think up one. So give me a little bit here, and I'll get one rolling. Tell you what, JP, I've got a great question. I don't know the answer, but see if you can look this up. So the Cardinals sure. scored ten runs in the first inning of their uh, NLDS finale yep. versus the um, Braves. And if you could look up and see what's the most runs that have ever been scored in one inning in an LCS either American or national. I wouldn't care which league, but I'm curious which team scored the most points in that regard. So if you could find that, I think that'd be an interesting question. Yeah, I can look that up. Um, I actually think I saw the answer earlier this morning while I was sitting here flipping through the channels. I think it came across SportsCenter, but uh, I don't remember what it said. Oh, well, uh, perfect. Then then it could be a question for all of us. But yeah, so if you can look that up, I think that'd be a good one. Um, Before we jump into the uh, LDS's uh, and, and review of baseball where it is right now. Uh, I did want to go on a quick uh, wide world of sports type thing. So the uh, East Bank All-Stars are, were the winners of the Little League World Series. And they played the title game, I guess, was in Washington, D.C. And because Trump was going to a rally down in Louisiana, which is where they are from, like their, their home, uh, they got to ride Air Force One back to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that would be a pretty cool experience for a kid to fly on what has got to be like the most advanced passenger aircraft in the world, right? I mean, yeah. is, I mean, is there any chance anything is nothing better than that? I mean, I mean, you can it's like a mobile command center. You Air can, Force One. You can run a nuclear <laughs> war from it. Well, that's what. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's the it's the plane, right? So, you know, and I. Yeah. I mean, not that we'll ever know Have what all the little bells and whistles Air are. Air Force One in person. No, I've. I mean, I've seen pictures, it, but not. I haven't been live. No, I don't think so. It flew into, and when I worked for the Iron Pigs, it flew into Allentown. I think when Barack was president, it flew into Allentown, and it was parked where we could see it out of the press box. It's absolutely immense and insane to look at. I, I mean, it flew when you could see it coming from miles in. It just was this huge blob of a plane coming, and it seemed like it took forever to get to the airport. But it's just that massive and impressive of a plane. I do know that one picture I saw where it was taking off and the airport strip uh, was like very closely behind um, a NASCAR uh, stadium or NASCAR. What do you call those things? A track? Uh, it, what do you that call was that actually NASCAR? Daytona. They, they, it was land. It was taking off for landing. Um, and Daytona has an airfield behind or an air. Their airport's right behind the racetrack on the backstretch. Yeah, I know exactly hmm. what you're talking about. It was either landing or taking off and behind Daytona one year. Yeah, that was a cool looking picture for sure. I'd be watching her just drink there. Think he hit it twice. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got the uh, mascot Gizmo uh, trying to cause havoc as always. Uh, yeah, getting bigger and getting stronger. There's thousands of dollars in that box. I'm <laughs> he's not like, gonna... he's like, I'd like to chew or three, two, chew two or three of those cards up. Yes, so he would. You know, you said that you sold. Uh, the was it a Warren Spawn that had ink on it or or Mickey Mantle? Mickey Mantle that had ink on it. It wasn't ink. It was crayon. Oh really? Yeah. Like a little kid had drawn on it. Yeah. So I I would imagine there's probably a way to restore that card or like get that off of there without damaging it. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I wonder how old the crayon is. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Just, it'd be interesting to know. Like, has yeah. it been on there for? 
decades. Uh, there was two of them like that. There was a Hank Aaron that had Cran on it too. Uh, but <laughs> they both sold. So, so the guy's the guy's, uh, the guy's grandkid came by at one point and yeah. he caught him in the box. Probably was like, "What the hell are you doing? That's my mantle." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Gizmo, you're not. Oh, it definitely devalued the card. I mean. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, I'm, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have paid what I paid for it though either. So. Well, you got to figure if someone has cards like that in their collection when they die, and they I mean, assuming they died of old age uh, or natural causes, then they they didn't want the money; they wanted the card. Yeah. You have to assume, right? Oh yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump into baseball. Um, well. <laughs> so I'm gonna do a little soliloquy. And then uh, you guys can say what you want about the Dodgers. Now, don't forget, my team was in it, too, and they lost horribly. Oh, you can do your own soliloquy on the, on the Twins. That's fine. Uh, I actually didn't even see the Twins games, so that'd probably be good. Uh, I just couldn't. I mean, they were just they – were, they were on – for the for being the Yankees, they only had, like, one game in prime time, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of surprising. But I think probably because it was against the Twins, they were like, well, we're going to get the New York viewers anyway, no matter where we go. And there's not enough viewers in Minnesota, nope. so we might as well go with the Nats and the Dodgers where we're going to get, you know, all of D.C. and all of L.A. and, yep. uh, you know, get plenty of viewers. So, anyway, all I want to just say about the game is, or the series was, I mean, it's obviously a massive disappointment after the incredible year the Dodgers had. But the Dodgers also made it to the World Series each of the last two years. And I think that it's important to re- remember that that's not an easy thing to do, that you, it requires luck. There was a lot of times I watched the Dodgers make the NLCS against the Cubs, against the Phillies. And they didn't make it to the World Series. So uh, I don't ever want to consider making it that far a given. But this was like a franchise record in wins. It was a franchise record in runs. It was There were so many things about this team that looked wonderful. The, the comeback wins, the, the winning the division by 20 games. Granted, the rest of the division wasn't very good. Just a lot of exceptional work done by the Dodgers this year. And the team looks fantastic. It looks like the team will be good for a long time. There's a lot of young players, a very solid young core, mostly homegrown players or cast-offs from other teams. Um, but, I, you know, Kershaw is starting to get to that age point where, you know, he's not, he's not the fireballer anymore. Like, his, his, a lot of times his fastballs now are in the low 90s, if they even hit the 90s. Now, of course, he's still got the devastating slider, which unfortunately, though, with the slowing down, but the slowing down of his fastball is making his slider ineffective. And that's the problem because the speeds are too close now. Yeah, they're almost identical. Like 89 is pretty much both pitches. And yeah, the curveball is still fantastic. That's still an out pitch for him. But, you know, when you don't have. He might have the best curveball in baseball still. Yeah, I mean, I think at one point Zito was better. Um, when Zito was in, when it was still pitching well, because he had that crazy. It was almost like an Ephus pitch, the way that it just went so high and so low. Yeah, he did have quite a curveball. <clears throat> but you know, I mean, it's 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 a major disappointment. But uh, and I gotta say, they shouldn't. It shouldn't have even gone that many games, right? I mean, they should have. They should have been able to put more runs on the board than they did, especially considering the Nats bullpen being very subpar during the season. I mean, they. Corbin was fantastic out of the bullpen, and when he started, uh, Scherzer obviously was good. Uh, Strasburg was immaculate his first start. Not nearly as good as second start, but then he only did give up three runs. I mean, it was three runs early, but it was only three runs, and he, and he went scoreless the rest of the way, mm-hmm. and then Corbin came in. But let's talk about that final game because I love Dave Roberts, right? I, I think he's a fantastic manager, especially coming on the heels of the Dolt Mattingly 
it has been like night and day. I mean, Mattingly leaves, Roberts comes in, and the Dodgers have been pretty much a perennial threat to win the World Series ever since. So I, I love the guy. I don't want him to be let go or fired. <clears throat> but I have to wonder on some of the logic, and there's two things that stood out to me. Number one, uh, you bring in Kershaw, which I wouldn't probably even do that at all. I mean, I know that that's kind of the yeah, you bring in your 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 ace, you know, to to do some relief work and get you those final outs. He's not an ace type pitcher, and he's his ERA after like the what is it after the sixth inning or something like that in the playoffs is just crazy. It's just horrible. But what are you gonna do? Not bring in the best pitcher of our generation? I mean, what are you gonna yeah, do I, in that situation? You know. can't. I mean, he's kind of damned if he does damned if he doesn't you know like if he doesn't bring the guy in and then he brings somebody else in and the guy gives up the game then you look like a schmuck too because you didn't bring in your you know why didn't you bring in the best pitcher in the world dude you know so yeah you're bringing by i thought about i thought hard about that the other night because i was really criticizing him for that move um but really i just don't think he could have done anything different I agree with you that damned if you are, damned if you don't, damned, yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. But here's what I what what concerns me a little bit, and <clears throat> I am trying to allow for the fact that this is his guy, right? This has been his stud every year, but this year or last year with Bueller. Yeah. He's 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 gone through the 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 war with him all these seasons. He's been so dependable. He's been a team stopper. He's been amazing. Kershaw's been amazing in the regular season, even in these last few years when he's not the Kershaw from the Cy Young years, he still would be a number one on half the teams in baseball. And so he's still got a lot of power, and I'm sure that they have a very close relationship, right? It's like, it's not just that this is my ace. This is my friend. This is the guy that, you know, has been with us through thick and thin. We know Kershaw's an amazing person. Like, he does nothing but tons of charity work in the offseason. He spends half of his salary, you know, on, like, foreign countries that are, like, you know, you know third world type countries and things like that. So, I mean, there's all these wonderful things about him. And you bring him in to face Eaton. You got a couple of run- runners on base, and he gets the strikeout. It seemed so simple to just say, boom, you got the out we needed you for. You did it. You came into the biggest situation of crunch time, and you slammed the door. And then it's like, go take your seat. Enjoy yourself. We're going to bring in Maeda, who has been miraculous in three years out of the bullpen for the Dodgers in the playoffs. He's a good starter. He's an amazing reliever. When he just when he knows he only has to throw one inning, that dude can bring it. And he brings nasty pitches. He struck out the side after Kershaw gave up both those home runs. Then now we got a tie ball game, right? So that's the first the first thing that I thought was suspect. I would have I would have fi- been fine with bringing Kershaw in. I thought it was a good move, especially against a left-handed hitter. But then I thought, you know, once he gets that out, now you go to Maeda. That's what you've been doing all these playoff runs that you've won. Maeda does the eighth inning to get you to Kenley in the ninth. And then you come to the ninth inning, and it's a tie ball game, and you bring in Joe Kelly. Now, I understand they spend a lot of money on Joe Kelly, right? They spent a lot of money bringing that guy over from the Red Sox, and he had a horrible year. He, he, he was okay. Down the stretch. Yeah, the yeah. second half. Uh, he was an absolute unmitigated disaster, nuclear meltdown disaster in the first half of the season. Especially the first month. Remember those first, like, nine times he came in, he gave up, like, six runs. I mean, he, like, literally lost every game. Every game he came into. Yeah. yeah he was, like, batting practice. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they would win the game because the team would score enough runs. Right. But he would give up just a mountain of runs every time he came in. Yep. So he comes into the ninth inning. 
he was sparkling, right? I mean, you saw that ball was moving at least seven inches from and he in can, height. He can bring it too. Holy cow! Yeah, so I mean, a ninety-four mile an hour pitch oh, cutting seven, eight inches. He was throwing quite a bit harder than that. Was he going up to the ninety-nine? Oh, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he, he was on, you know, yeah. which is not often for him. Gets a great inning. I think he struck out either the side or two of them, and then got a pop up. I think to into in right field for yeah, the third out. Yep. But they just looked, they were just flailing at the ball. I was just like, it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, one of our guys that's suspect, just like with Kershaw, got this out, got his inning, get him out of there, you know. And I know it's a it's a it's a tie ball game, so he's probably thinking to himself, hey, we got to be careful here. We might have to go into deep extra innings. It's the playoffs, man. You can't lose. I mean, you can't give up runs. So. You get Joe Kelly, has an inning, he does well, then you bring in Kenley, or you bring in somebody else. You bring in somebody – you know what Joe Kelly gets lit up. I mean, he got lit up in game three. He did well in game one, got lit up in game three. It should have been he had his good inning, he was on, now get him out. You know, don't extend these guys. Robert thought he could ride him. Yeah, I just – I don't understand. Like I said, I, I feel like when I watch him in the regular season, he's such a smart manager – but in these playoffs, sometimes you just scratch your head. Like the whole thing with Kershaw always, always wanted him to start series. It's like you say, I'm sorry, man. You, obviously, it gets to you. And I would have approached it like this. I'd have been like, Kershaw, you know you're my man. You know you're the pitcher. And you know what, man? You're such an amazing pitcher. You get so amped up, and you have so much talent in that arm that when you get so excited and revved up to play, yeah. you throw too hard. And we're going to try and avoid that by letting you start game two. You know, a little bit less butterflies, a little Which bit less. Which is what he did. Well, he did in this first, NL, yeah, the NLDS. But I mean, like in the previous years. Oh. Like they had one LDS, I think it was, where he didn't do it because he had pitched late in the season, or or because of the because of the, oh, last year because of the Rockies, right? Because they had to play extra games. And, but then when it came to the NLCS and then the World Series, it was back to Kershaw being the number one. And it's like you just you have to at this point recognize the guy doesn't handle i don't think he doesn't handle pressure well i think that he gets too excited i really think that's what it is i think he's so amped up yeah he gets too amped up right and he throws harder like think about golf right yeah what happens so you have a beautiful majestic pendulum barely faster forward than backward swing and you crush the ball and you're feeling great and then you step up there on the fairway with your iron, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to crush one more, and I'll be on the green. And you swing super hard, and the ball goes six feet. Well, it's funny. Golf is so weird because it's a different swing for a different club. Right. And right. a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, I, I think there's probably pros that maybe use the same swing for all the clubs. I don't know how that really works, but. I think with the woods, you have to be doing that sideways swing with, you know, or well, at least a horizontal, turn, you know. Turning your body, that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. You have to turn your body to generate that power. So, but anyway, I mean, just as an example, though, of what over, over swing. Same thing in baseball and you play softball. Yeah, you, you try can't to swing too hard. Yeah, you try to over hit, you're not going to, you're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit less of a problem for a professional because your muscle memory obviously is so yeah. ingrained at that point. I mean, these guys are playing the same, the sport, you know, every day of their lives. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, that that's just kind of my take on it. It's just, I, I, I love Roberts. I don't want him to get fired and I'm worried they're talking about it. Like they might bring in Sosha or something because of this is just considered such a bad loss. And, you know, it's and, and, and same thing is like with uh, what Stink, our local guy here, says all the time about the Broncos games when they would lose. Don't ever say this one play. 
Don't ever say this one thing. It's like, no, no, no. You had all these opportunities. You didn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't just blame. It's like, oh, well, the ref screwed us with this call. Well, then you should have been ahead by another touchdown. Hey, how often do the Patriots, you know, win by going away by 30 points, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to let it come down to the last play. So right. anyway, that's just kind of how I felt. Now, I mean, I don't know if you watched the series, the Dodgers series at all. I mean, do you think that that's, are you in agreement at all? Or do you have some, I, do you have some contrarian? No, no, not at all. I'm pretty much in agreement. I didn't watch much of the first two games, but I watched that, whatever you want to call it at the end of the <laughs> third game or fifth game. Um, meltdown, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know what you call it. I mean, they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't score. Yeah. But man, they had it in the bag, dude. I just can't believe it. He gave up back-to-back home runs. What are the odds? On back-to-back pitches. Yeah, on the same. It was pretty much the same pitch too. No, one was a fastball. One was a slider. Oh, one was a slider. Yeah, so the slider was the first home run, and then the second one was that that Soto got that fastball. I thought it was a curveball. The second pitch. Mm -mm. It was a fastball up high, but it didn't have any speed. It was like 89 miles an hour and didn't move, and it was right over the middle of the plate. Yeah, that'll do it. So it's just, you know, it's a bitter disappointment. But anyway, JP, did you have any uh, uh, I got a trivia, thoughts on that? I got a trivia question, too, by the way. I forgot to tell you guys. Um, did I'll we just, lose JP? I think we might. No, have. right here. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so what is the record for most career home runs hit in the postseason? How many and who has done it? So which player has hit the most career postseason home runs? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking for a second. Yeah. It's a good question. It's relevant. It is. I mean, my thought is, I mean, obviously it has to be somebody who played a lot of playoff games. Yep. And they have a whole other series these these days with the DNLDS and the wild card game. So I wouldn't be shocked to find out it's like a Yankee from like the 2000s, you know, mm-hmm. um, or a brave. You don't think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Braves. And then or Yankees from like the Ruth days or whatever. They played all the time. Boy. And then of course, the Reggie Jackson thing with the A's and the Yankees. So huh, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll, uh, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how many, the, the total numbers, what I'm really kind of curious to hear. So, mm-hmm. um, but JP, I just want to say before we move on to other games, uh, did you have anything you wanted to throw in in regards to the uh, to the Dodgers meltdown there? You know, I uh, I got to watch a lot of the replay because Fox Sports was carrying that, and right now Fox Sports and Dish are in an argument, so it's not on. So I actually had to watch Sports Center to get the replays. Um, you've been saying for years he should start Game Two, which he did and lost. And then to have one of the best pitchers in the history of the game come in and give up back-to-back home runs like that, I, I, I don't think um, Dave Rogers should be fired. I think going forward, you have to look at Kershaw maybe during the regular season on a better pitch count of watching what he really – or how much he, he's out there maybe. Because uh, well, how old is he now? He, he's got to be in his mid-30s, right? 32? I think Two? a touch older than that, maybe. You know, maybe I think it, I thought it was thirty-two. Excuse me. You know, maybe you get him on a a, a pitch count during the season a little bit uh, more under scrutiny. 
where he's maybe getting a little more rest because yeah, it's, it's just the way that all went down. It's, you have to hang your head and look and just, you have to shake it going. How in the world does, can that happen? With, well, you I, have, 31, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Dodgers he's not even that old. Wound up with I mean, the second most wins behind the Astros in baseball. So if he only has, he's only 31 years old, you need, <coughs> okay. me, they need to, uh, they need to get him on the PED so he can do a Clemens type thing and go till he's 40. But, uh, you know, in, in terms of game two, when he started, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I don't think he pitched poorly in game two. I think he only gave up like three runs or something like that. Yeah, but, he didn't pitch poorly. But Strasburg was just miraculous. It was just, was a gem. Yeah, he was lights yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just, he shut them down like nothing. And that was kind of concerning too. It's concerning that the Dodgers, which were a, just a juggernaut of an offense during the whole season, they really didn't put much on the board. Uh, in the in the NLCS, they didn't score that many runs, and that that's also kind of concerning. That wasn't a problem they've had in the per, you know the prior two years, but just like I was saying earlier, uh, you can't expect to make the World Series three years in a row. That's that's really hard to do, and I know that they were thought that that they were you know far and away better than almost every other team in the National League, but that you know I, I don't want to I don't think it's like a you know it's just it just happened you know it was they ran into a good team, the team that was hot. And also, again, the bullpen for the Nationals was that was their like Achilles' heel all year. Is what almost kept them out of the playoffs, and it was it was lights out in in this series. And we'll see if it is again in this next series. Uh, last night, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, Anibal Sanchez took a no hitter into the eighth inning for the Nats, and obviously they won that game two to nothing. He only gave up one hit. It was just that one hit, huh? Was it who did he give the hit up to? Do you remember? I don't remember who got the hit. No, but that 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 was something else, and. uh you know, even though I'm not real happy with, I don't like really like any of the four teams that are left in the playoff. Uh, but I think if there was anyone I would probably root for, it actually probably would be the Nats because I just hate the Cardinals and I hate the Yankees. And I think that's probably going to be the next two opponents. Well, we know obviously the, the you know the Cardinals are their opponent right now. So, yeah. uh, well, let's go ahead and jump over to that Yankees and Twins series. So, kind of looked. I mean, the the Twins almost looked enfeebled by with the Yankees and I mean is it just is it just do you think it was just the Yankees bats are just that good it was just deer in headlights you know what I mean <laughs> uh they made the playoffs last year though right or two years ago no. the twins no was it two years ago did they make the playoffs recently two years ago maybe okay yeah two years ago um yeah man I mean I think it was just big brother you know big brother versus little brother and the twins knew it, the Yankees knew it, and they all knew it. <laughs> it was just, I mean, I was disappointed because the hitters are just, to me, the lineup is not that far removed from what the Yankees have. You know, I mean, you look at the Yankees lineup, and I mean, they're all good. Right. All good. It's, Everybody can hit. It is an incredible lineup. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the Twins had five guys that went over 30 home runs. You know, they got a lineup. They can hit. But, uh, you know, the one thing that hurt us, first of all, Panetta going out with that suspension. He was pitching fantastic. We needed another starting pitcher. We Absolutely. didn't have one. We only had two. And Barrios really still is just – He's still got some growing pains going on. I mean, the guy, it seems like he's been around a while, but he's only 24. So, right, but he started, he's he in the majors like he was 20, right? Or yeah. 21. Yeah, 20, yeah. 21, yeah. 
So I think he's still going through some growing pains, and I do think he's a budding star. You know, I think at some point he'll be able to kind of turn it in to a little more consistency, you know. But Yeah, he hasn't really turned that corner yet to become No, a and this was his first time in the playoffs, and I understand starting him is your ace. You know, you, they, they really didn't have a choice. They they had to start him. Well, so, who else are there other starters anyway? I mean, well, besides so, Yeah, I mean, throughout Kyle, the season. Kyle Gibson? So throughout the season, they had a couple of different guys. They had uh, Jake Odorizzi, oh, who okay. Odorizzi pitched in game three and gave the best performance of all the pitchers. Um, and he's a free agent now. So I'm really hoping, mm. hoping they can bring him back. But I kind of doubt they will. He'll cost too much, would be my guess. I mean, but, I don't uh, know. I mean, he's he's not been consistent as a no, but he had pitcher. a good year. He had yeah. a good year, and that's what that's what people look <laughs> Translates at. Translates into money. Yeah, that's what people look at for free agency. So you know, really, those are the only two guys they really had going into the playoffs. So you know, they had during the regular season they had Panetta. Like I said, he's gone for suspension. They had Martin Perez, who had this huge first half. Right, and he was unbelievable. But then he kind of came back to earth in the second and half. Is that the Martin Perez that pitched for Texas? Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he's he picked up a, a cutter. Somebody taught him how to throw a cutter, and so he's been able to control that pitch and, and do well yeah, with we, it. We know that pitch, can but be a down career. the stretch, he was pretty awful. So I I don't even think they were able to even like he was going to come out of the bullpen, you know, maybe, Oh wow. you know, he just wasn't a good pitcher at, at that point. Uh, and then Kyle Gibson, the same kind of deal where he had a nice first half and then struggled pretty mightily down the stretch. And I don't even think they could throw him out there the way he was throwing. So yeah, Kyle Gibson's always kind of been that way. He's kind, I mean, of, he's kind of like three, a triple, he's like a quadruple A. Yeah. But pitcher. that's like three guys of your starting five. It's like, Oh, I can't really start him. Yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah. So they throw this guy out there, uh, Dobnak, that nobody's even ever heard of, you know, for game <laughs> two. And, you know, he did okay for a little while, but then he just, you know, the Yankees just poured it on. He looked like a deer in the headlights too, you know. And I think there's a lot of youth. There are some experienced players on the Twins, but there's also a lot of guys that have never played in the playoffs. Right. You know, and so that that comes and goes so quickly that they don't even know what hit them. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, well, it's, it's weird too, right? Because that can be like, can go both ways. You can have the, you know, we're young and experienced, inexperienced. And they and don't not know ready how the good stage, they are. Or, yeah, or don't know how big the stage is. So either you get too intimidated or you don't even care. You're like, oh, you know what? We're just, we're just happy to be playing and we're still playing baseball. And we just want to keep playing until we go home. And, and especially when you're young, you know, like when you know, you're young, you can be playing all season. And at the end of the season, you're like, hey, I just feel the same way I did at the beginning of the season. Let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Whereas you get a little bit older, and it's like, okay, I'm starting to get worn, starting to get tired, starting to get heavy legs. It did. You know? It just looked like an NFL team playing a college football team. It was just a disaster, <laughs> right. you know. Um, well, I mean, in the but, last game, you know, like you said, Odorizzi did okay. I mean, they did give up a lot of runs, man. Ten runs and then eight runs. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, too it's, much, and the and the bullpen five, was you know? was horrible. You know they just—they're going to have to remake the whole pitching staff coming off season, and they're—they're they're losing everybody anyway. I well, mean, the on, only one of the five starters is under contract, which is just Pineda's? Oh, no, Pineda's not even under contract. No, oh, he one-year deal. He had a two-year deal, but the first year he was hurt. I'll bet they could get Pineda back for a cheap price. I—I I think they might. But what was the suspension for? 
performance enhancing drugs. Oh, that oh so, oh so is he how long is he out next season? Uh that's a good question. Maybe 40 games it's or It's a few. Wow. Yeah, it's a few. Yeah, you know it's So like, actually that might work in the Twins favor because they were able to bring him in and let him sit for a year and maybe that allowing him to do that will you know, in his eyes, be like, okay, I'm going to give this team another shot. Or you know, other teams aren't willing to give me a shot, that, so I'll, and take, that could be I'll too. take my deal. That could be, too. So, we'll see what happens, but uh, could you imagine, they're going to have to remake that pitching staff. Could you imagine getting paid, like, $7 million to just sit on the bench and watch baseball games all year? Hey, it's great. It's what <laughs> backup quarterbacks make, too, you know? Right, right. So, but boy, you don't want to get thrust into uh, the competition, man. That poor Rudolph, man. Put him in that. Uh, in that, I don't, I don't know if you saw him coming off the field. I was watching that one live because we were at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and dude, I have not seen a person look that out on their feet in a while. I haven't seen a boxer look that out on their feet after a he knockout. Was, he is. He was done. Dude, yeah. he was like. I mean, he couldn't even walk. Like he was. I didn't know. He didn't know where he was walking. Like he was walk, able to walk by. He was able to walk you know, with the support of guys on each side, but he didn't know where he was going and he, and his eyes were just moving, you know, that was a scary looking sight, man. I could, yeah. that's the kind of concussion where you could be like that. You may not shake that one off. Oh yeah. It could end your career. easily. Right. Yeah. He yep. looked bad. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I love the direction the twins are going in. You know, they got to resign their VP, uh, Derek Falvey's done a fantastic job in this past off season with all the guys that he brought in for pretty cheap. You know, they'll, they've got Nelson Cruz, I think, for one more year. Um, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see. Do they do, do they keep C.J. Cron? Do they try to keep Jonathan Scope? But, you know. I really think they probably they, ca- probably kind of can because a lot of those guys were kind of cast-offs, which is kind of surprising. Which like, they, they caught lightning in a bottle, I feel like, though, this year with some of the hitters. You know what I mean? A little bit. But, I mean – that Cruz got his close to 40 home runs, which is what you expect. He hit 40, yeah. Oh, he did hit 40. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he, he did what he he's been doing. He was the only 40 guy, I think, on the team. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, I mean, even an ageless wonder, right? I mean, he keeps hitting 40 home runs. Guy's 39, uh, and he just keeps doing it. And then Shoop, or Shope, or however you say his name. Scope, yeah. Oh, it's Scope. Or, yeah, Scope. Gotcha. Well, I'm sure you know him. He probably saw a lot yeah. more Twins games than I did. Yeah. Um, I was going to call him Shoop when he was with uh I know. Orioles, That's what I always used to call him, too. But uh, so he was kind of a cast off. I mean, he's one of those surprising players, right? He's one of those players that his numbers were kind of like we're Scooter Jennett, you know, like the numbers were really Sneaky. good. Yeah. But then they don't get re-signed. Yeah. And you're like, well, what does the team know? It's like you almost think the team's saying, yeah, they had a great year, but we don't think they're doing that again. Yeah. You know, it's That's, like that is what the team's saying. So, yeah. Surprising, and of course that that but, player's agent is probably like, no, we're not going to settle for anything less than you know twenty million a year. So. Well, in his situation, the Twins have Luis Arise, and that kid can play. And now is he? Well, did he play full time this season, or is he still was he in the minors most of the year? He was in the minors most of the year. They brought him up after the break, but he was phenomenal. In fact, if he doesn't win Rookie of the Year in the American League, I'm trying to think who his competition is. But man, he I mean he was unbelievable dude yeah this year wasn't a big rookie year last year there was a lot of good rookies but pete alonzo with 52 home runs that's oh that's right he was a that's huge that's right yeah you're right and and there was was a lot of good rookies this year i don't know if you consider acuna a rookie 
No, but no, how no. close yes, was last year? He was he played a full almost a yeah. full year last year. So how close was he to forty forty? Pretty damn close, right? He was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's incredible. I have to look real quick. And yeah, Juan was... Soto, another guy. I think he was a second year guy, right? But you had Vlad. right. I guess I wasn't thinking of these guys as being like actual rookies. And then now, you how was Vlad. Vlad? Did he do well? Yeah, seemed like he got really quiet for a long well, time. Well, I think he did pretty well for the most part for a you know a debut. Let me take a look at him real quick, because that's a good question, because, I mean, he was okay. Well, he actually led the team in batting average at 272. That's not good. Yeah, there was a lot um, of good rookies this year, man. And let's see. So, Vlad hit uh, 15 homers. He had a 272 average, and he had 69 RBIs in 464 at-bats, 123 games. Yeah. So, you know, missed about uh, – didn't didn't play for about 40 games worth. So not he's probably bad for a 20-year-old, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, sometimes I get stuck in that fantasy thought process yeah. where it's like, well, it's not really worth owning in fantasy, but that doesn't have anything to do with uh, – that's, that's why I need to do a dynasty baseball league so I can appreciate players for the long term. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it just uh, – who was the other guy that was all super hyped coming into this year? There was another guy. Aloy Jimenez. Yes. Yeah. What happened to him? He didn't have a great year. Yeah. No. But I was thinking about next year in the fantasy baseball draft in the first round. Boy, this could be one of those years where you're like, boy, from one year to the next, the top 10 is all different players. Probably not all different. I mean, Mike Trout will still be in there. Oh, yeah. He'll be Nolan Arenado will be in there. And Mookie yes. will be in there. Yes. But, you know, Altuve probably won't be quite as high. I mean, he, he kind of he, he had a better year than last year, but I think he's kind of settled into a new normal. Yeah, you know? I don't think he's a top 10 anymore. Probably not, no, but no, no. Uh, you got to figure Soto probably has moved into that into that area well, or at least close. And Acuna and Acuna, I think is it could be number one. I mean that guy was amazing. He'll go first round, Vlad. You think he'll go first round? Well, maybe not first round. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet. Yeah, you're, uh, you're right. He's probably I would. No, he's probably more like third round at this point. Um, who is it? We're gonna, oh, Acuna. Uh, I want to look at Acuna's numbers real quick. Oh, he had a huge year. That um, guy's that guy's there was that a, guy's a special dude, there was some there was some really good talent this year, some young talent. Uh your guy got came out on fire and then got hurt that good Glasgow. Oh my goodness. I mean he would have had a heck of a year. Yeah, well I mean who knows, right? I mean he could have they could have caught up to him, but he was he was the best pitcher in baseball until he got hurt. Yeah. Uh so Acuna had uh, so he played almost all the games. He batted 280. He had 41 home runs. He had 127 runs. How 127? Uh, he had 101 RBI, and he had 37 steals. So he was three steals short of 40-40 in his first full season. I mean, last year he played at least three quarters of a season. Yeah, about that, I think. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's. That's impressive. He's ridiculous, and he will do forty forty. Oh yeah, yep. I mean, I was reading an article. Uh, if not next year, the year after. I can't remember where it was, but the maybe it's Bleacher Report, and they actually straight out said they thought it's possible he's the best ball player of our lifetime, and he's only played one season. And it's like, well, that's something. That's quite something to say when you had Bonds, you know, in our in our lifetime, and then you also have Trout playing, who's been. I mean, Trout's like what twenty seven, I think now. A little older than that, I think, isn't he? I, I, something like that, yeah. yeah. And, and but I mean, he's been spectacular every year. I mean, it's like we've seen some amazing hitters, right? We saw Pujols. I mean, yeah, Pujols kind of has faded down the stretch here when he went to the Angels, but before that, he had like twelve seasons with the Cardinals where he was three thirty with forty yeah, home runs, three fifty. 
Yeah, I mean, and he hit 35 to 45 home runs every freaking year. You yeah. know, Griffey was pretty ridiculous for a long time. A-Rod. Boy, I sure wish I knew what really happened to Griffey in Cincinnati. I mean, I think it was a back injury that kind of did it, but yeah. something something significant. I don't think we ever really knew the story happened because he got uh, – he was he went from amazing to, you know, very average. Who is this? I can't read it. Ken. Oh, Ken Griffey. Wow. Oh, there's duh. It's right there. Wow. The boy, Griff. It's amazing how many it's of these balls. a nice signature. So, I mean, this ball looks kind of dirty. Do you think yeah. this is a game, a ball used in the game? Like, can they rub them with that mud before it, they play? It could be. I just think it's faded. Yeah. Just from yeah. Sun and stuff it's like that. It's just been sitting in this thing for a long time. Yeah. But that's a pretty nice signature. Very well. Now, yeah. what does that mean? So, in terms of a, a, so we're talking about a baseball, a signed baseball. What makes a signature good, quote unquote, on a baseball? Well, okay. So the one thing, the first thing you're looking for is it ink, right? As opposed to like a stamp. Anything, right? Stamp. Um, or laser, whatever writing. Uh, auto pen. Uh, what do you call that other thing? Um, a facsimile. Ah. Um, you know, so yeah, you want to, you want to make sure it's real ink, you know, that's, the, that's the number one thing. Um, second, you know, the ball is important, you know, you don't want just some random baseball, you know, like it's either got to be a major league baseball or like a national league or an American league. Really? Or, I, I mean, that, that's usually what holds value. Like, I've actually got, I don't know if I have it in here with me, but I've got an Albert Pujols autograph and it's a gorgeous autograph, but a, it's not on the, what they call the sweet spot, right? So this is the sweet spot. So the sweet spot is where the stitches, stitching lines come closest together. So I've got an Albert Pujols and he signed it right there. Oh. And it's got, and it's not a major league ball. It's a St. Louis Cardinals baseball. So it's like probably something that he signed in the hobby shop at the right. stadium or something like that. Do you think that? the players think about that? Like it's certain, like they only sign the ball in the right place certain times or certain places? No, okay. I don't think. I mean, there's probably some that do. Like the ones that sign a lot, they probably like, do. I'll, for 50 bucks, I'll sign your baseball, but it takes 100 bucks if you want my signature in the right spot. <laughs> Absolutely. Pete Rose would probably do that. I have an awesome <laughs> Pete Rose one. I don't think I have it with me, but that might be my best quality ball. There's Ichiro. That's a crazy signature. Yeah, that is. I would have never figured out what yeah. both of those I could never read what their actual name was. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, that and then, you know, where they sign on the ball, the ink, the type of ball, uh, those are all pretty important factors. And then, you know, yeah, game used balls are always worth a lot of money, but you have to have some sort of like certificate, right? Like oh, authentication. A, yeah, authentication. Um, well, any of these really. That's why actually I have them with me today because there's an authentication event. Uh, Beckett uh, is having one out at the Holiday Inn today. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm gonna see if I can get a couple of these authenticated, and they also are doing some card grading as well. So do they? I mean, I, I assume they charge. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, but it's cheaper at these things. It's uh, typically like fifteen bucks a card to get a card graded. Okay. Um, I think it's like seven to ten bucks at these events. And that's up to like a five hundred dollar value card. Uh, that is. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. right. Uh, I kind of forget how Beckett does it compared to PSA. They might have a little bit different tiered system. Um, but yeah, PSA, right. That's up to $500 value. And I think you've told me before that PSA is slightly higher regarded grading wise than Beckett. It depends. And, you know, we can get into it another time, but you, to get a 10 from, from Beckett's BVG, like their Beckett grading company uh-huh. is that 10 is more rare than a PSA 10. Interesting. So however, okay. yeah. However, the other numbers, I feel like PSA's value holds a little more water, but it also matters with like That's types of That's... cards, right? Because there's another, there's a third company called SGC. If you're get, if you have like old vintage cards, like pre-war, they call them. So anything like 1945 and before, that is you're suggested to get them graded by SGC. They have the best like eyes on SGC. Yeah, that's a third company. It's another type of grading company. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that one. So what is there name like what does the S stand for? Or is it not known? I'm, no, or it's not, known. I'm name. just not sure. Sports grading com- company or something like that maybe. Mm. I'm not real sure what it stands for, but uh they are kind of well known for all grading old old cards. Like I said pre-war. Um the Beckett stuff is great for all the really new stuff. And then uh, PSA, you know, kind of just encompasses everything. So yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry to get off topic there. No, no. So, well, I mean, that was just, I just guess it's interesting to, like, think of, you know, when we get into the collecting stuff, it's really kind of a fascinating world in terms of the difference between, like, people who are collecting to invest and people who are collecting to have. Oh, you know? yeah, and then there's a lot of hybrids as well, like myself. <laughs> right. I think I would probably never, almost ever end up with a car that I actually wanted to keep. Yeah. Like maybe a Will Clark rookie because he was my favorite player. Yeah. Um, Sandy Koufax because sure. he's the greatest Dodger, you know, stuff like yeah. that I, I would probably be interested in. Yeah. Uh, JP, if you could pick any rookie baseball card to have, obviously not for value to keep, who would you want? Um. I'll go with a homer pick. I'd love to have a Mike Schmidt. Absolutely. Hall of Famer. Mikey yeah, Schmidt. I've I mean, got, like a, I I've got a couple of nice homer picks. No, that's all right. That's what it's for, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's why people want the cards, right? It's mostly for yeah. their, their homer teams or homer players uh, outside, of, of course, the, the grades of all time. You know, I noticed uh, that the Mike uh, Schmidt rookie card goes for quite a bit of money, JP, in good yeah, condition. Yeah, no, I, I do know that. So make sure when you go home, man, make sure you rummage through the garage and uh, see if you've got a Mikey Schmidt hanging out there. So there's a Mike Schmidt Nate just pulled out of the box. It's the 1978. So what year is his rookie year? 73. That yeah. long ago. Yeah. When yeah. did Mike Schmidt retire? Uh, I 89, suppose 93? 80. No, yeah, right around the 90 mark, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. right about then. It's always crazy when you realize how young baseball players retire, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I have that episode about um, they tried to break the Wade Boggs record of how many oh. beers he supposedly drank in his cross national flight or cross country flight, and then went out and, and had a great day in the field. You know, he hit like three for four or whatever the next yeah. day, and uh, I think they said it was like as much as seventy beers. You know, it was like the it was like the whole kind of contest and stuff. But uh, the one character kept saying, you know, we're doing this to honor his memory. And then the other yeah. guy would go, he's not dead. He's only 53. You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's, that's how young. I mean, Boggs is only like in his 50s. I know, you know? Barely. Like you think about how old he is, you know, yeah. and 
I mean, that, I think that episode was probably four years ago, so he's probably 55, 56. But, yeah, he's mad. Or 57, age. 58. But, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just weird when you think about it that way. You know, like, to be a superstar and have all this money, I mean, I think he made pretty good money, even though he was before the big, big money. Oh, yeah. But uh, he has, like, a whole, like, career. Like, I think that's why these football players are starting to retire and being careful because it's like – Hey man, I've got 40 years to live what after I'm gonna, done with this game. I don't yeah. want to spend the whole time in pain and being confused and and, or, or worse. and not being productive. Like some of these guys, do they want to do it like a regular job? You know, like, mm-hmm. are they qualified? Like they got to have a skill. Uh, well, I'm thinking of the guys skill. who are good. You know, sure, sure. And they, they can retire. Money, you know? Yeah, sure. I would think that. Uh, oh, I, I, well, it's easy for us to say at our age and 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 what we've done for a living and everything, but. Boy, you would just think, man, as a, even as a backup player, yeah. like making league minimum two hundred eighty thousand or whatever it is, it's more like, than that. yeah, it's probably a lot more than that. Yeah, the veteran minimum is close to five hundred thousand, I think. Jeez, I think in baseball it's almost a million. Yeah, for for a bench player, almost. Yeah. I mean, not quite. I think it's like eight seventy or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like, boy, I mean, and I know taxes take a huge chunk, right? You're gonna lose almost forty five percent or something like that with state and local yeah. and federal taxes, but. Good lord, four hundred thousand dollars a year? Like, man, buy a house, yeah. free and clear, put a hundred thousand dollars in a trust fund to pay the property taxes and repairs forever, yeah. and then you know, if you get a second year, put that other four hundred thousand dollars just away. You know, let me buy two nice cars. Boy, you would just think that. Boy, how could you not be set? <laughs> you know, but like I said, it's really easy to say at our age because we're like, oh, this is what you're gonna have to look out for. Yeah. <laughs> so do this. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, you're good. So we uh, just we can go through the other ones here. Uh, Cardinals did beat the Braves in five. So that was a crazy boy. fuck uh, series as well. Jeez. And I mean, so we see both of the of the top two teams in the NL go down, right? They both get eliminated in the first round. Those damn Cardinals! I just don't get. They're so savvy. It's just in the playoffs. It's magical. They I don't are. know what it is. It's just that's why I want them out <laughs> before they win. Well, uh, they're the they're clearly the worst of the four teams left. Clearly. Right. But they, but those are the ones they win. Those right? are the they could they could win. You never know. In fact, I don't even remember the last time that the Cardinals were like considered the favorite. I don't think either team in the National League can hold a candle to the two American League teams anyway. So no, especially not. However, I think Washington could pose an interesting threat to the the two teams due to Scherzer and Strasburg. And if I mean if Sanchez is pitching like this. That's a third guy. Boy, that's... Well, and that's your fourth guy because you got Corbin. Right. So, I mean, you could potentially, if your guys were all on, yeah. Scherzer, then Strasburg, then Corbin, and then Sanchez were back to Scherzer, if they were on-on, like they're on They could on, upset one hey, of those. Welcome back, Gizmo. One of those um, two teams. You know, I swear having a cat or a kitten is a lot like having a child. Yeah. It's like if you suddenly aren't being annoyed – it's like, what are they into? Yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> what has right. got their attention right. that long? Because, you know, like some, some cats are, are kind of solitary. This guy's not solitary. He wants to go wherever I am all the time like a dog. Yep. Especially when I'm trying to write, he uh, he's like, oh, I can go ahead and get on your keyboard there for you. And you're like, don't do that because sometimes you erase things and then you walk across another button that saves it and I can't get it back. Right. Or like uh, he also does. He's turned off my trackpad. He's turned off the buttons or the tapping function of the trap pad, trackpad. Uh, what else has he done? He has figured out some combinations on keyboard shortcuts, and I can't figure out what he did, and I can't find them to undo what he does. It's amazing how how precise his steps are to do yeah. that. So, 
But uh, yeah, interesting series. The last game went how many ten? Uh, or was it that crushing game? That ten ten runs in the first, first inning. inning. It was over 13. before it started. I was like, why couldn't the Dodgers do that? Yeah. Why couldn't they come out and hang a crooked seven on Strasburg in the first inning and just it's over? You know, the, yeah. you take the wind out of the sails. I actually, I really liked the Atlanta Braves. I thought they were constructed pretty well, and I, I had a little of a futures bet on them because I thought uh, that would be the one team that might be able to the dark horse was a real shot yeah kind of you know they have a couple of young guys that might not understand the moment that are pitching bigger than they well, have and let's be honest you know, when you have a transition or a uh, transcendent hitter like Acuna Acuna yeah. I, I'm that I don't think people appreciate I mean because baseball is so much of a team game but that hitter that fundamentally changes yeah how people approach your lineup right that 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 manager in the other dugout they are thinking three pitching changes ahead to who's going to face Acuna. The Yankees and the Astros have nine Acunas. <laughs> I don't think they have any Acunas. They have a lot of really, really, really good players and some superstars. I just think that he's next level. I think he's like uber elite. I don't know. Or super those, hit- elite. those Yankee hitters, I mean, man, Judge, Sanchez, and Stanton, wow. Those three are just just. Physically, well, there's a whole bunch of other good ones. They're so yeah. physically intimidating, those right. three. Especially Judge. Oh, they're huge. I mean, they're all – I mean, Stanton's got to be at least 6'5". Right. right. You know, Judge is 6'6", six, six, yeah. not 6'7". Sanchez is probably the small one at 6'4". Right. You know? Man, I mean, as a pitcher, having to go through that, those three guys in the lineup, but I mean – Man, they're all good. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously elite power with those two guys both have hitting over 50. But I think what it is with well, the Yankees and with you? the Astros is it's not even so much that they have a single unbelievable player. I think it's that they have seven-plus outstanding all, players. Basically all-stars. Right. Basically all-stars. And it's like, so you never get an off-batter. You yeah. never get an inning. I mean, I only remember the Dodgers playing one series against the Yankees. I'm sure they played at least two if they played, but I just remember that one that was like in August, and the Yankees steamrolled the Dodgers. I mean, they embarrassed them at They're home. a lot better team, dude. And and Astros are the same way. I mean, with those three pitchers. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, Verlander, Grinke, and Cole. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's going to be virtually impossible to beat those three. Now, like I said, the Yankees could certainly upset them with that lineup, and I think Washington could pull off a miracle if their pitchers all pitched well. But I mean, it might be worth. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't Houston's. really like any of these teams, but it. I might have to watch some of the games of the Houston and and Yankees game or series just to see the pure. Does that start today? I'm sure it does. Yeah. Because uh, usually, usually every other night, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that that does start today. And i got to get a real quick pick on here because we're at the noon East Coast hour. Um, there is an early game in college football, but I have Memphis as a four-and-a-half-point favorite playing Temple in, in Philly. Take Temple and take those four-and-a-half and looking for Temple to win outright. Just had to get that one in real quick. So take the points or take the money line? No, take Temple outright. I'll give yeah, you. I'll give you. There's two take teams the tonight. Money line. I'm going to tell you to make some more money. money. Yeah. What's the money line on that, JP? You know, I don't have it in front of me. All I know is it's been between a four and a half point and a four point spread. And Memphis is 23, uh, ranked 23 in the country, and um, <laughs> Temple's 
Temple's defense is good. It's stout. They've already beaten a Maryland team that was scoring the most points at the time in college football. So uh, look for a tough Temple team to take out Memphis today. Maryland scoring the most points in college football just doesn't sound like it makes any sense, does it? I mean, no, you never hear and that it, team it, being competitive. Temple, I mean, basketball, Temple sure. took care of them, and then Penn State actually drubbed them. Well, Temple, too. I mean, Temple has good basketball teams. They don't usually have good football teams. That's what's kind of weird. But then again, I guess yeah, they don't really mean they're, they're good, good football play. teams. They've played the right teams. Memphis has a really good running back. He's rushed for over 100 yards the last three games. Temple doesn't give up big plays. And um, like I said, I like Temple's tough defense in this. Memphis probably has a little bit too big of a chip on their foot shoulder because they did win some games right now, and they are ranked, but I like Temple. So you've got a plus 150 on the money line there. Is that what it is? Like, okay. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm having trouble with my internet. If you bet $100, you win 150. Boy, that's a nice payoff. That is. (laughs) Well, now I'm tempted. (laughs) I want to go throw like 25 bucks on that game. Because gosh, you'd make your money back plus almost, what, another half? So you'd what, make 75 bucks off that 25? Yeah. Well, you'd take home 75 bucks. Um, what are you thinking? Throwing down? No, no. I don't. I just don't. I can't do college, man. Yeah, it's just so unpredictable. I, I, I like pick and choose JP's upsets, and I always pick the wrong ones. <laughs> right. He does really well during the season, but for whatever reason, whenever I choose to pick one, it doesn't <laughs> do well for yep. me. Yeah. So if I were to Not follow, the same, the same problem. No, if I were just to follow him all season, I should probably just do it that way where I just make a bet every weekend. But because I've picked, you know, kind of picked and choose from it, I haven't done well. So I'm just going to stay away from it this year. Right. Like I <laughs> usually do. Or if you start in week uh, five, six yeah. or whatever, then just do, make sure you do but, every week. <laughs> uh, just throwing this out there, but Nate Dogg's gambling corner was 4-0 and last week. So Really? Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to start following that. Of course, that'll, it'll just go to the toilet. So uh, um, I don't know. It's been pretty good. <laughs> yes, I haven't been betting on it. Um, I am, I am, I am just a virus when it comes to, uh, I'm AIDS when it comes to football oh, betting trying to follow somebody. Oh, online. I'm a damn dude. I am such a good football better in Vegas. It's crazy. Like I need to start doing futures bets for the next year's Super Bowl. I don't think it'll be long before we could drive up to Blackhawk and post bets. Oh no. It's not, in fact, I'm Six pretty months. sure it's on the ballot. Yeah, it's got to be coming up in up. November. Yeah, does it even need to be on the ballot? I mean, now yeah. it's legal, so can't they just the gaming commission just put it in? Uh, I think it comes down to like states, though. Like, do they want? No, I know. I mean, like the gaming commission for like Colorado. Oh yeah. So I, I was guessing they just had the option they could just institute. I it. think it's going to be on the ballot, though, from what I heard. So I don't Can know. You imagine if they built a big ass sports book up oh, there. Oh, it'd be great, dude. We would. I mean, we would spend half our Sundays up there, and you know, That'd take the fun. bus, right? You know, take the bus up so you don't have to drive, and be a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, it'd be like Vegas every week. I know. That's right? not. That's not good. That'll be bad. Uh, there's not. I don't. Nothing good comes. Nothing good happens for me when I drink for eight hours. <laughs> Even though I still don't drink a lot, it, I can't. I get too dehydrated. Um, Should we jump into the trivia real quick? Yeah. So you guys remember the question. It's which player and how many home runs is the career leader in the playoffs for MLB? How many home runs and who is it? So my first guess is just going to be because I know he hit some big ones. It was Reggie Jackson. Okay. 
Is that is that not right? That's not right. How about you, JP? What's your first guess? Uh, dude, I didn't hear your, your, who your guess was. Oh, I said Reggie Jackson. Okay. Which I think is <laughs> a good was, guess. I my guess. Just because That's he was Mr. October. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to say, you'd have to look at the someone on the Yankees is really the way I would go with it. Um, I'm trying to think of someone other than Reggie Jackson that would have hit that many home runs on that big of a stage. I was thinking about Derek Jeter, and there's also Tino Martinez. He hit quite a few for them. Who else hit some home runs for them? Babe Ruth. Um, well, I, I was thinking of the Jeter years. Oh, uh, oh, A Rod. But no, he wasn't Mickey in that many. Mantle. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like those are different teams. But I'm just trying to think of that 2000 era team with Brocious and Jeter and Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. I don't think he. Well, I don't know. And then there's also, because I mean, he definitely hit home runs. Uh, I'll Bernie, tell you. I'll Bernie tell you whatever. this. You haven't said the, the the guy's name yet. Okay. But you're in the right era. Okay. So it's not okay. Bonds, right? No. Okay. I, didn't, I mean, Bonds did better later in his career, but not early. Yeah, but he didn't have enough playoff appearances to right. have this many home runs. All right, Jeff, unless you have a guess, I need some more hint. Yeah. Like, okay. I, just don't, I, like I don't have any idea like how to narrow it down. Sure. Um, so he played for two different teams. Well, he played for more than two different teams. I'm trying to think if he played for three. I think he played for three teams in his career. Uh, he was busted for performance-enhancing drugs one uh, time. Really? Yep. So he was busted for PEDs. Yep. Shit, Ken Cam and Nitt, no, he didn't get busted. Uh, it can't be McGuire. Nope. No, McGuire never got busted. It's a little after McGuire. Little, I mean, McGuire might have still been playing when this guy started. In fact, I'm sure he was. Huh. Well, I'm just trying. I, I'm kind of drawing a blink on the people. Oh, all right. So he's kind of a character. The guy's kind of a character. He's definitely a personality. Uh, he showed up in the media quite a bit. Um, Conseco. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, kind of that type of that type of personality for sure. Um, he played for Mark's favorite team for quite a while, or not not quite a while, I should say. He got traded to Mark's favorite team, I think, towards the end of the year, and then had a oh, huge. Oh, Manny Ramirez! Manny Ramirez! That's yeah. right. Well, those Indians and Red Sox went to Manny a lot of World Ramirez. Series. Can you believe it's Manny Ramirez? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Because wow. they played in so many playoffs. So guess how many he has? All right. So he's a clutch hitter. He had quite a few for the Dodgers in that like I mean, one. Think post-season. about it. Think about it this way, like it's a. I'm gonna say it's not. It wouldn't be equivalent to like a full season of home runs. No, I was. Oh gosh, I would hope not. <laughs> I was gonna say like 27, but that seems even almost too high. Uh-huh. You're you're really close. Okay. Really close. JP. I I was gonna say mid 20 sounds about the range you'd, you'd be in. Yeah, yeah, 29. That's quite a wow. few. That's a Manny Ramirez. That's more 29. than some guys hitting a season. Yeah. So he played for the Indians, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. Now, was there another team in there? Yeah, he Right at the with, end, uh, right? Yeah, the was Marlins it Oakland? or I don't know. I'll go look him up. 
Yeah, I'd have to look that up as well. He might have had a fifth team, too. Didn't he play? Did, did he come up with the White Sox? Or Don't did, know. Or did he come up with Cleveland? Uh, no. So it was Cleveland. Uh, so he played one. He played from 93 to 2000. He played in Cleveland. Guy hit, you know, quite a few home runs. He had at least three, 40 years. And then he played for Boston for a while. And then he went to the Dodgers for just two and a half years, it looks like. And then he went to the White Sox. White Sox. And then he went yeah. to Tampa Bay. Although Tampa, Tampa Bay, he only had 17 at-bats. That's right. Or plate appearances. And, well, no, well, he I, got busted again. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, and so he had, oh. then he retired. I Remember, what, what, did he, what was he, he said? He said that he got popped because he was taking uh, a, not male enhancement, but uh, uh, fertility bullshit. drug. Fertility drug. Yeah, yeah. And the byproduct as it was getting out of the right. system created that uh, banned some substance. Some bullshit story. So he never won an MVP. What? Although he was, no, he never won an MVP. He made it to third twice. Um, a lot of silver sluggers, a lot of all stars. He had the highest on base plus slugging three different times, but nope, never ever made it to uh, never got an MVP, never got higher than third. That's well, like Nolan Ryan never won a yeah. Cy Young award, which is that's it to this day that just blows me away. I think when you have that kind of a thing, it means that you guys consistently good, so it doesn't stand out when he has another good year and. He never had the overpowering, dominating single year. Yeah, he did, though. Well, I'm just – well, obviously not. I mean, there must have been reasons he didn't get the Well, because the there was somebody else that did better, I guess. Well, that's what I mean. Right? You know, it just yeah. means you have somebody who's just, you know – Yeah. Who's just better. He was – you know, the problem was in his day, ERA was such an important stat. Right. For whatever reason, that's what they looked at. You know, and wins, of course, were important, too. But he had, first of all, he walked a lot of guys. And, in fact, I think he has the most walks ever in the majors. Now, is that just because of total time spent pitching? Well, or because of his career. I mean, the guy played almost 30 years. Did he really? Oh, yeah, he played till he was 46. Wow. You don't remember that? He threw a no hitter when was, he was I like. I remember he was pitching forever with the Rangers, almost almost all Rangers. He played till he was forty six years old. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and he was pretty much dominant till the end. But he never had those like two point five ERA years, you know, for whatever reason. He did have the three hundred strikeout. Oh, dude, like like candy. I mean, in fact, he probably has the most three hundred strikeout seasons of anyone. He's got to. What's that? He's got to have the most 300 strikeout seasons of anyone. Maybe. I mean, cause like, yeah. because, like, how many years did he actually get 300? And you got to think, like, Cy Young had a lot of those, and, uh, you know, uh, Christian, Christy Matthews and Spawn. And, I mean, those guys must have had tons of 300 strikeout years. Who are the strikeout leaders? He's the strikeout leader all time, right? Who? Nolan Ryan. Oh, yeah. Like, by. Oh, he had like 5,000 strikeouts or something. It's a lot. It's way ahead. Yeah. Now, I think Roger Clemens might be second. Boy, Clemens, that's another guy who – I tell you what, those guys – Clemens is the Randy kind of guy that makes Johnson, you think of a – Five seasons of 300-plus. That's it? Yeah. Only five? Well, I would have thought it was more than that. And those were all in the Diamondbacks, too. Oh, when he and Schilling were pitching, that was quite a combo they had. 
surprised they only won that one World Series because they didn't have any hitting. Um, last game with the – we'll just finish out baseball. I mean, Astros beat the Rays. It took them five games, and for a while it looked like the Rays might uh, might knock them off, and I was excited. I mean, I liked the idea of the Rays making the playoffs or making the next round. It's like I think the Yankees would have probably taken them down, but it would be awesome to see a tiny market team – win the world series you know like how the royals did a few years ago you know it's kind yeah. of fun to see that so um unless you guys have anything you specifically you want to talk about about that one i, I mean i didn't actually watch any of the games i just was rooting for the for let's the just say the rays have a fantastic manager a fantastic organization and a fantastic plan yep yep they know what they're doing they built the team had they... a plan and built a team for it they are super smart, dude. Super smart. And they're going to be back again next year. Yep. 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 They'll be around. I think they and the Braves are going to yeah. both be around for a while. Yeah. So. I would agree. And the Twins. You know, with the, with the Twins, like you're saying, though, it's going to come down to the bullpen. Is, you know, and, and that's a hard thing to do because in baseball. They're going to have to go out and spend money. But, I mean, that doesn't even guarantee you a good bullpen. I mean, Joe Kelly, great example. Oh, yeah. Uh, who the Rockies brought in a couple of guys. They were both terrible. Terrible. I mean, it's, you don't know from one year to the next. That's what makes a dominant closer for that multiple sh- years so valuable. That Shaw was – they spent a ton of money on yeah. him, and he was and, terrible. And, like, I was surprised that Kimbrell wasn't a bigger factor this year than he was, but he didn't really um, – he didn't really – he didn't think he was pitching a lot down the stretch. I think he just kept getting hurt, but which was kind of unfortunate for a guy who already missed half the season just waiting to get signed. You, you would think you're ready, but it just goes to show you there is nothing that competes with – professional ball club level like treatment and and physicals and and diets or whatever it is top notch you just a single person can't spend the kind of money it takes to have what a team of a billionaire's team can have yeah it's just it, it just doesn't quite add up because you just see it every time when a guy is not with his team all year long they end up getting hurt in football and baseball they seem to get hurt yep because even though they've been, I've been working out full time. I've been running. Da, 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 da. I'm ready to go. You're not. You're not game ready. It doesn't matter how much. Yeah, how much you practice because a game is just so much different. And yeah, they hit harder, pitch faster, run stronger. You know. Yeah. Well, it, you're. It's the adrenaline factor. Sure. It's so hard to replicate that in practice. You know what I mean? Like you go out there and your adrenaline is pumping because you're nervous. You're you're excited. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, <laughs> you you don't know how you're going to perform really sometimes, you know, even. Absolutely. You know? And there's just those guys who game day just. Dude, man, he's relentless. Yeah, he just wants to get on the computer. Um, and see, now he's going to walk out there and he's all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> he's his tails down. Yeah. It's like the asshole. Let me play. Um, by the way, that I still have JP. I still have your plate here from the draft. Oh. I've, it's been on my table here for two weeks. I'm trying to give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like two weeks before I that, it's in good hands. Dish rack. <laughs> I trust it's in good hands right now. All right, so here's a, here's so far. I'll so jump. Far. I'll jump into a new topic. I think baseball's beating a dead horse. Well, so. Nate, I do have the answer to the first question we asked about the most runs in an inning. Oh. All right, so give us the decade. Oh, boy. Okay, so obviously the Cardinals tied the MLB record um, for most runs in an inning. I'll tell you that. 
They set it okay. for the first the record for first inning. The error, you're going to have to go back into between 1900 to 1950. Hmm. Well, I mean, Murder's Row would be a first guess, right? So that, what year was that? 1927? Yeah. Uh, is it is it the 1927 Yankees? No, you're close on the year, not the team. Hmm. Who else was good back then? The Reds, Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, but it was the Browns. Oh right, St. Louis Browns right. back then, and at least in the 20s, I think. Yeah, or uh, think about a team teams. that relocated to the West Coast. Oh, Dodgers, Dodgers? Giants. No. Yep. No, nope, think about the other one. Other the Athletics. The A's? Bro- Athletics. Yep. Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, 1929, the A's. 1929, um, in a comeback game against a uh, World Series comeback against the Cubs, they scored 10 innings. It does not say what inning it was in, though. Carlos the most ever in the first inning of the game. I'm trying to see if it says it anywhere, but it just says that uh, it says that 10 runs ties the record for a single inning. Um, in postseason play, that's just—I mean, it's just—it's it's crazy to think about what has to happen for you to have that kind of—you uh, know—I mean, that, that to score ten runs in a playoff inning is just—how how do you not just happen to get three outs? You know. So anyway, yeah. um, so let's jump into football real quick. Um, so we're about a third of the way in. I mean, a little bit more technically. So I had just a couple of just you know, gut calls here on some of these. Um, number one, Patriots. What are the odds they're going 16 and 0? All right. So just from, just from a fantasy perspective in ESPN standard leagues, the, the new England Patriot defense, eighth highest scoring player in fantasy <laughs> football right now, <laughs> higher than any receiver. Wow. And and that's what that's what the Eagles scoring forty last week. I had him on. I had him in two leagues. Man, won me the game. So I I play in a stand. Well, it's a it's an ESPN league and a and a half point PPR. Okay. And I played against the guy that has the New England defense, of course, this weekend. <laughs> and he's that's all he's had go. I haven't had anyone go yet. Twenty eight points he dropped on me Ooh, with nice. his defense. Ooh. Yeah. I, again, not as good as the Eagles last week, but that's uh, yeah. that's not bad. Oh, I know. I played the Eagles in two leagues. Last <laughs> oh, week. did you? Oh, yeah. Of course. Damn it, why wasn't it me playing you? I was the third highest scorer in Dynasty, and I lost. <laughs> I, I got to go four. I got to go four and one in Dynasty, and I didn't score the most. I, I think I scored 130 oh, this week, man. but uh, that Dynasty league, man, that thing is freaking fun. I love that's that cool. league. That's like the only. In fact, I would if I had to quit all the other leagues but one, I would keep that one. Also, because I think my team's going to be really good for a long time. But yeah. then again, who knows with the way injuries pop up. Um, so, 16-0? I think it's a real possibility. I, I do. They're going to start talking about it pretty soon here. Yep. Yep. You know, by the time they're 8-0, if they get to 8-0, um, mm-hmm. I think that's when people start yeah, and I bringing think it up. 10-0 is when the pressure starts. Yeah, because that's when a lot of teams have lost it. But like I think Brady and Belichick, the Forty Niners, well, they already did it. This is what they wanted. This is what they need. Yeah, to close out the 
close out the books and to win it all just to I go mean, he, 20 and 0. Belichick yeah. already has the most Super Bowls of any coach in history at oh. 6. Yeah, it's not even. So yeah. it's like, wow, he's already got it and he could yeah. coach another 15 years. Easy. But he could turn uh, another Tom Brady out. But you could, I mean, I could also see Belichick saying, I've done it. I've done it. I'm done, you know. Yeah, he could. Although it might take a, although he might just get bored. I'd hate to see coach. him not pass on his information and knowledge to someone else because well you think a lot of it has gone he, into uh there's things in Hurricane his head Daniels. that nobody else knows oh he hit something there that was weird i think he hit the mute button oh got it so that's why i try to keep him off this damn thing but boy he's just so persistent <laughs> there he goes again yep He's found mul- – and the thing is, he's got at least three different ways he can jump up onto this desk, but his favorite way to do it is the side of this chair so he can claw my leg and my stomach on his way up. <laughs> and I know he does it intentionally. He thinks it's funny. Oh, like he's just doing right now. He's just jumping onto my back. He has destroyed this chair yeah. in like – took him two months. I mean it still works fine. It's just that I could never sell this chair for anything because of all the claw marks yeah. he's got into it, and he just he's just nonstop. But, you know, that's uh, – Better than a boring cat, so yeah. Um, so the Patriots tail still up, so he's happy. I mean, yeah, they just kind of look like the juggernaut. This could be their best. This could be, could their, be their best, best defense of all ever. of them. Well, this could be their best defense of all, of all time. So you know, I would agree with that. Good. Yeah, and Tom Brady doesn't have to uh, play like he's had to in the past. You know, like you saw right. Peyton Manning get one with the Broncos when he was probably at the worst that he's ever been. You know, I, and I think Tom Brady, he doesn't have to be great this year because of that defense. No, he's already got more rushing touchdowns than like half the starting running backs. Yeah, in and I'm, I mean, I'm assuming Gronk will be back in the next month or so. I just figure Gronk comes back two weeks before the playoffs. Yeah, two weeks. Before he says, the I need two weeks to get ready, and we'll have a bye week. You know, so give me those two weeks to uh, get acclimated to the offense. I don't even have to play; I can just be in, in the practices and stuff. And then let me play in the. In yeah. the in, can you imagine adding Gronkowski just down the stretch in the in the? If if, if even if you never played him except for in uh, red zone plays, for the touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's a game changer. But what an amazing player to have right over the middle. He's like just toss that ball up. He's gonna get you the first down because no one can tackle him. I, know. I mean, he just looks like a. He's like a like you know. And I didn't see his. Uh, I didn't watch his halftime show stuff. Uh, a lot of I've heard from a lot of people that sound was bad, uh-huh. and that he sounded really stupid. I thought I never thought of him as that he'd be a stupid person. Well, I think he is playing a character, though, kind of. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that was the point, but maybe I just, not. I just saw a lot of tweets and stuff about that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Like, I didn't actually see it. So yeah. I was watching the Dodger game. So, uh, JP, what do you think the odds are? One out of, one through ten to get uh, sixteen and zero for the Pats. Well, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I think they have a good chance, but they do have to play the Eagles. Um, that's in November, and that's in Philly. They're going to have to play the the Ravens. They're going to have to play, play the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs. Was that Buffalo game? That was a good game. Was that in Buffalo or was that in New England? Uh, the last game the... they just played? Yeah, uh, against Buffalo. That Buffalo. Yeah, that was in Buffalo, I believe. Where's... Oh, okay. So they should win at home. Where's... They should. Where's... But, but yeah, that's, that not gonna be, that's not going to be that's not going to be an easy game for them. No, that's the one defense they've played that was good enough to make it hard for them to score. Although sometimes you think the Patriots are having trouble scoring, and then it just turns out that they were just like, no, we just want to keep the ball at the forty yard line all game long. 
and then we'll just score when we need to. <laughs> That's what they did to the Rams, you know? Yep. Boy, the Rams could go down to – well, I'll, we, I don't want to get to that question. Uh, Cleveland, do we give them a bust designation at this point? I mean, obviously they could still rattle off wins and be good, but there's a rumor that they're it's bad enough that they're going to trade OBJ away. And the Eagles sound like they're a, a big-time target that, he, that they're aiming for. I, I'll be shocked if he doesn't go to the Patriots because that's where everybody goes. How ticked off would the GM, the Giants GM be if he ended up in Philly? Right. Oh, oh God. man. That, that, might, that might be exactly why Cleveland would have traded him there. Oh, that would be hilarious. Just to be like, and you I traded heard, him out of the I've division the and now he's back in. That would be hilarious. That well, would. So what do you think? I mean, is Cleveland a bust? Yeah. I think so, too. I think the hype might have been unfair, but I think for what they was expected, they I, the offense has been very subpar. For, I mean, they have a lot of talent, man. Yeah. Landry and they do OBJ have and talent. Chubb. I mean, those guys, Najoku, I know he's hurt, but... Uh, yeah, Baker's the key to that cog right there, and he just is not taking that step forward for It, it was like he took a step forward last year and almost took a little bit of a step back so far. Yeah. But it could just be the second-year thing. It could right? be. But, he could just be having some struggles, and he'll figure it out. I mean, he was phenomenal two weeks ago, so I don't know. He's got it in him still. He's he's also trying to force the ball into some places with that talent, trying to get those, make those guys get some catches where he shouldn't have been throwing the ball also. Right, right. I mean, he's going to make mistakes. I mean, everybody yeah. does that. Um, but, yeah, it just, it just, I, I, like I said, I, I hope it wasn't unfair. Right. Of us to be like, oh, the Browns should win their division, and it's it's there for the taking, and da, da, da. but you know, you look at these second-year quarterbacks. A lot of them did have making a big step forward. Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks right now by just stat-wise in football. Deshaun Watson, he's not a second-year guy, but he's taking a huge step forward. And then you've also got uh, Josh Allen for all the you know naysayers. He's, I mean, he's not like he's looked like a magical or anything, but I mean, he's got his team at like what four and one or something i mean they're or maybe it's three and two but they're doing really well they look good um josh allen of course or um rosen uh which is the one that's in miami rosen so he's kind of the standout loser of the bunch do you think Mm. he's also kind of got on the raw deal because i mean he got sent to miami he got you – know, Kyler Murray got drafted above him, so you knew he was, he was going to be out to begin with. The Cards don't have that great of a team out there either with him. Um, oh, they're terrible. Shy, he no, he's had no offensive last line. Year for QB? I don't think anybody could ever beat the record that Carr set with the Texans. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah that they had no tough. offensive line. Yeah, yeah, he had over, yeah, he had like 60-some sacks or 80 sacks. Yeah, or, uh, it was, yeah, a, it was, it was an astronomical number. And he had that one guy that they, they drafted, and they got him on the expansion draft, that one, I think he came from the Raiders maybe, the one guard, mm. and he ended up playing for him for quite a few years. But, like, outside of that one guy, they never had a lineman that's right. <laughs> of note. And it's like, boy, that's who you should have taken with all your drafts. You know, future lesson for any expansion team. Build an offensive line, and your team will compete. Just That's just pure and simple. And then if you want to try and really win, then you also need a defensive line. You know? yeah. uh, next question. Have the Chiefs been exposed? We all know that, that you know, uh, Mahomes had a little bit of, a, of ankle injury, and it re-injured it and, uh, and stuff like that. But the, the Colts made them look downright pedestrian. 
Do you think that they've unlocked a formula that other teams can exploit? Nope. <laughs> I, I, you know, in that simple of terms, nope. But uh, come on, man. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. Did you, Have you not watched play? I mean, the guy is unbelievable. He could be the best athlete ever in our earth. In our like generation, um, you know, there's second year, first full year playing, and the guy won the MVP and like had 50 touchdowns. He's unbelievable, man. Uh, you know, or like you remember that one? Did you see that one play? I think it was two weeks ago, but where he was running sideways, jumped in the air to turn his body the right direction, and then flung it sidearm yeah. and threw it like 30 yards. And don't forget, they're playing without one of their best players, you know, in Tyreek Hill. Right. Uh, well, yes, I know that more than most. You know, they're running backs have been kind of a stable back there. You know, it's been kind of different guys every week. Too much of a committee, I think. And the receiving core too. So it makes it, it's made it easier. You know, teams can come in and be like, Oh, we're going to lock down Travis Kelsey. Right. Okay. Well, that's what the Colts did. You know, they locked him down and they had some success and Mahomes was, was hurting. You know, it's obvious he was hurting. Well, he's not as mobile or, you know, able to get around, um, I also think that the defense for Kansas City, they're, it's talent-wise, on paper, it's not a great defense. No. Um, but they have thrived on the turnover the last few years, the last at least part of this year and last year. And that's how they've gotten by. And they didn't get those turnovers uh, as, a de- as a team defense this past weekend. You know, right. you don't get those, then – and you don't score points, you're not going to win. So I do think in that respect that Kansas City has been exposed a little bit. Um, but they're they're so talented on offense, they're going to compete every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jeez, man. Damn. He doesn't want to give up. No, he just he's, – he loves dangling cords more than I love chocolate, and that's saying something. Uh. So – you know, he he would rather have a dangling electrical cord, and he likes electric cords more than anything else. He loves those things. Man, I can just feel his heart beating. He's just bound like a thousand miles a minute yeah. all the time. He's just guy's just nothing but energy. You know, I dude. Like if I had his energy, I'd be a millionaire. Or his agility, I'd be a superstar athlete. If you drop him from upside down, does he turn over? This one, yeah, he will. <laughs> Every once in a while when I've, when I've acted, there's been like three times I've accidentally thrown him, uh, not thrown him, but like one time he was on my, uh, comforter and I rolled yeah. and yanked it. he was right on the edge and it popped him off and he fell on, he didn't land on his feet there. But, uh, other than that, he's pretty good. This guy did knock my computer off my table. Uh, thankfully nothing, it's actually this one, nothing happened to it. Thankfully the, the bevel got a little loose. I just snapped it back into place, yeah. but he like, he was trying to use it to jump up to the stove. And like, if we did like one motion, he jumped from the ground to the chair of my arm or the arm of my chair onto the computer, slipped, rolled off, flattened, you know, it pushed the screen straight backwards until he rolled all the way off and his weight flipped it over. It's kitty cat and parkour, dude. Thank, yeah, right. Thank God it landed on its uh, on the carpet and on its edges and not on the on the screen itself. So, but I was pretty pissed off. I was like, all right, that's the last time you're ever getting near the computer. So <laughs> I had to start spraying him a lot more. Uh, with the water bottle. Oh, that reminds me. I, I always forget to ask you this, JP. Do you know what happened to the water bottle I had in here that first week when we when I got him? Because I've never seen that water bottle again, and I I had another one that I filled up, but I cannot find that first one. 
that's a good question. I don't remember. I remember there was a water bottle by um, the seat where I sit in, where that little cabinet was. I'm not sure if it's inside that little cabinet. Yeah, no, I thought, I mean, I've looked almost everywhere. I cannot, for the life of me, think of where it could have gone. But, uh, yeah, for oh, that one night, I was sleeping, and, you know, it's like, you, I usually have it sitting by my bed, just in case it gets, yeah. like, feisty with my feet. Huh. And uh, I didn't have it then. Man, there's nothing more annoying than being so tired that you can't really open your eyes, but you're feeling them attacking your feet, and it's like claws and teeth. Oh, it's frustrating, man. Um, but, you know, anyway. Um so Gruden, gone, let go, kissed off. Is it now? There was also that video that got released. You know, we all where he was smoking weed, I guess, and like hitting on some nineteen-year-old chick. Gruden. Yeah. Oh. Which I don't understand why that matters. I, mean, I don't know if he's married. He's probably married, so that's probably what the controversy was. But or, or the weed thing. But it's like, come on, it's legal almost. It's like half the states by now. And I mean, I guess you could say we're paying you yeah. a lot of money. You're not supposed to be doing that. But it was the off season. Or it's an off- we have to have some off time. I mean, not everybody can be a saving. And like, that's not why he got fired, though. Do you, no, well, I, now, was it that they're zero and five, or are they or they one and yeah. five now, or is it that they? Uh, is it because he didn't want to start the quarterback that they wanted him to start? Remember, they wanted him to start Haskins, and com- he didn't want to start him. A combination of those things. Yeah, he wanted to keep starting Keenum, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think he's like, I want to start who I can most likely win with. And, the, you know, Snyder, Snyder, Snyder is like, he's got to be the number one reason that team consistently is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think the players like him that play for him. I don't think the coaches like that play for him. I don't think he can keep his nose out of it. He's like Jerry Jones um, before Jimmy Johnson yeah. and right after Switzer. Yeah. You know, where they were terrible because he's just like, well, I know better for my team. It's my money and I'm the GM. And it's like, I understand wanting to be the GM. I would probably do that too if I was, in, if I was a sports owner. But I would also have two or three very talented top level guys under me, one for scouting, one for, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how you'd do it. But like, you know, you'd, you'd have, you'd have a, people giving you really good advice and then come to a decision based on recommendation, you know, mm-hmm. not like saying, I like this guy. I'm going to sign him. Like when you sign Albert right. Hainsworth as a, as a four, three DT and force him into a three, four system as a nose tackle and not think you're going to get bad production. I mean, the guy's going to be so, so unmotivated, right? The guy was, the guy was stat motivated and you took him away from the, the ability to make stats. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of like what Von Miller's going to doing. Um, right. Anyway, um, do you think that it would? Do you agree with firing him now? Yeah, I mean, I think they probably should have fired him earlier. But I mean, I don't think this is a bad time. Okay, you know, I mean, they're, you don't think it's kind of weird to fire a guy in the first like third of a season? I do, but I think his back's against the fence. If you, you know, if you're no, I the know. owner. You know, like, what do you do at this point? You're not moving forward. Well, it's like, you know, wasn't some team either this year or last year fired their offensive or defensive coordinator in the first week, like after the first week. And you're it was like, like the third week. Remember the Broncos beat the Cardinals and then they fired Mike McCoy. Oh, that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I swear there was one where the guy got fired week one. Oh, no, that and, was this year. The guy got fired before the season even started. Is that what? I think I'm thinking of someone where it was one oh, week okay. and they had a bad first week, but it was like. How could you just after if if you stick with a guy as long as you did? How could you just suddenly first week think it's over? You know, so like watching, he's a hoot to watch, isn't he? 
It's a weirdo. Um, you know, anyway. The other thing that he didn't do himself any favors is he wouldn't name a starting quarterback as of late last Friday afternoon for Sunday. Well, and he I, kind I of nonchalantly ho-hummed about it. I think it's because the management was telling him he had to start this one guy, but he was trying to say, no, I'm going to start this other guy, even though he would, in the end he would have to start the dude. But then he like starts Haskins. Haskins looked terrible. I remember Anderson saying, "Oh yeah, they got to put him back in the on the bench because he looks so bad." Oh. Well, maybe he looked so bad because Gruden didn't want him in there, and so he was like, "Oh, we'll call plays he can't run." I mean, I'm sure Gruden knew he was on the hot seat anyway to begin mm-hmm. with. So at that point, if you're the coach, you know you're on the hot seat. Your team is what are they one and four, or are they own five? GP. Uh, I think they're over. I don't think they've won a game. I know the Eagles have okay, beat them. So yeah, I mean, Cowboys have beat them. So, so you've, you know, you know, as a coach, you're zero five. Your team isn't doing well. Your job's on the line. What are you going to do? You want to start the guy that can give you the best chance to win. I mean, that's what Jay. That's what. Gruden wanted to do. I can't blame him for doing that. No. You know, and I think Keenum is the most ready guy on the team to win games for them. And I think the front office was like, well, we're 0 5 or 0 4 at that point. Uh, we want to see what the kid has. That, I, I, so, yeah. Gruden, you know, Gruden should have, he probably should have went with it because that would have saved his job. You know, he could have said, oh, okay, but. You guys have to hold yourselves accountable then. You know, you can't blame this on me if we don't win. Right. He should They've have done already that. named Keenum the starter for this weekend. Here's I some saw stats that. that are going to be staggering. Um, points for 73. Points against 151. They looked that very first game. Was that who, – who did they play? Philly, right? They played the Eagles oh, and the Eagles – Jumped out with two and a half touchdowns or whatever. And they jumped out. Yeah, they jumped out to a lead, though, there early on and looked like this. Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. Their defense might be the real deal. Yes. Isn't that the game where Deshaun Jackson had two 50-yard touchdowns? Yes, it is. And that was like the last time he played. (laughs) It is the last. He's on the bench there. You're right. I have that. Yeah, I know. It's like you keep waiting for him to come back. You're like, dude, you were supposed to be my slot gym, you know? Yeah, you should see how devastating my lineup is this weekend. I don't even have a second running back to start. <laughs> I had to pick yeah, up your lineup's pretty bad. Which, which, which league? And uh, Fanatics. Oh, Fanatics. I mean, I have Fanatics. like – I went from having four good running backs to having one that I can start. Who were the four? Yeah. Uh, I had – Marlon Mack. So he's is he hurt? He's no, he's on a bye though. Oh, he's on a bye. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I got Dalvin Cook, who's the one guy that I'm going to start. I had Ingram, who I traded. Oh yeah, I still can't believe you traded Ingram. I had to do something, man. I had, I mean, I was. But I mean, tight end is just like is a black hole anyway. Yeah, but that's where you can get a leg up on everybody else in the league. You know that it's just yeah, like catcher and baseball. I, don't th- I just didn't think like I don't think a tight end's in. Why do you think Brian Anderson has back. Travis Kelsey? Because <laughs> he's in the right position to draft him. <laughs> I don't know. I I think having a tight end is is important. So I I don't know, and I had to make a change. But anyway, I had four you know four good running backs. Now they're yeah. all on a bye this week or like hurt. Well, so, I remember I was telling Anderson, <clears throat> excuse me, or traded with, <laughs> with my. Uh, Dynasty team, 
that I was like five starting running backs deep. And I was like, I should trade one of them and get a better running a receiver uh, or maybe a really top end like quarterback or something yeah. or tight end. But then there's so few tight ends. No one will trade them. Right. And uh, I remember he said, there's no such thing as having enough running backs. Don't care what league it is. Never enough. And I tell you what, man, like two of them were hurt and one of them yep. had some other issue going on or whatever. Like, like by week three, I was like, Oh, I don't have enough running backs. And like, and I've had like six people try and trade me for running backs already, but people offer the most amusing offers in, especially in the dynasty league. It's like, you're offering me an average aging player for a up and coming great. They're hoping that your perception of a guy is different than theirs. You know, just in dynasty. It's like, dude, if it's an older player, he has to be a superstar and it has to be a a position of huge need for me. Yeah. I know trades are hard. Yeah, I mean, right now you've got Wendell Smallwood starting in your lineup against me <laughs> this week. I know because I I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> wow, there, there is nobody else. Time to make a trade. What do you have to trade? Uh, well, that's just because I think it's just because of bye week. <laughs> right. No. You know. Well, it's Mac and, and having back. and having Cohen on the bye the same week as Mac. That yeah. is that that kind that's of. That's the reason you. I had Cohen. I didn't realize they were on the same bye week. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Well, that Michael Thomas, he sure is having a nice little year. Yeah. In fact, why don't we just jump into that? Cause I was going to say that the only other question I was going to ask was uh, if the Niners are legit uh, undefeated right now. Yes, they are legit. I mean, sure. Look, I good. agree with you. Yeah. yeah. They're playing LA this week, but they have a nasty front four, but I mean, they, this week they are, look at the benefit they have. Uh, Gurley is doubtful and somebody uh, Tlaib is out. So yeah. those are two huge. That league I went factors. from. It's so funny, the things that transpire. <laughs> what in fantasy? Yeah, <laughs> fantasy to me, the one thing that's truly epically annoying about fantasy is you can have a gangbusters team. You can have a team that would beat anybody else in the league that week, and you lose because you happen to play the top scoring team. I and. I, What's even worse is when you play the top scoring teams when you score, and then when you don't score well, and you're like, well, this is the team I put the game I probably should lose, you end up playing somebody who barely beats you because they don't score very well. You I, know, it's, those years are so frustrating. So you know? in, my, in my other league, I am the top scorer in the league by like 60 points. And <laughs> it's a 12 man league. Guess what my record is? <laughs> One and four? Oh, and five. Wow. Ouch. Oh and five. And I'm the top scorer in the league. So you're averaging like what the one, whole league. You're averaging like one thirty and losing? Or? Yes. Yeah. Well, and this <laughs> this year, more than oh most years five. I can remember, there are so many players that have had monster weeks. The Deshaun Jackson fifty, the Trickster McCaffrey fifty well, he's McCaffrey's a great every day, but he had fifty last week. Michael Thomas forty eight. Eagles defense thirty eight. Patriots 28. I mean, th- there's a lot of those performances going on, and those are and they're always against me. Delvin, well, you got Delvin <laughs> Cook. He must get a couple of good games for you. He does. He's fantastic. Yeah, I think he's top second scorer, I think. In yeah, but I always play against Will Fuller, who <laughs> scored 58. Will Fuller, that guy. Yeah, he's not that good. And but he sure is it the Falcons that were there. He found he found his way onto my schedule. It's just, the, it's just the Falcons, man. They they just can give up some. Ma- I mean, they just got. It was amazing that they actually made it a game at one point, in in that game because the the yeah Matt Ryan still has some skills. He does, but boy, they are not. Isn't it weird how how he has got a really he's like the fifth I think overall scoring. 
quarterback. Yet the Falcons, like Devontae Freeman, always down. has not had one. But I'm saying Devontae Freeman has not had a good week. Julio Jones has had one good week. Calvin Ridley has had two good weeks. I guess Austin Hooper has had a, a week or two that were good. But where are all his passes going? I don't know. Is it Sanu? I mean, it's just weird. Yeah. Like, I, I have those other players each on one team, and, and they're just not doing well. So, anyway, uh, so top ten quarterbacks, we got Mahomes at number one, so no shock. Russell Wilson, number two. Mm-hmm. Fantastic year he's having. He's yep. like Super With Bowl. No, and year. no receivers either. Nope. Uh, Deshaun Watson's number three. Obviously, uh, after last week, you're surprised he's not even higher. Lamar Jackson, number four. That's pretty amazing yeah. that he is the number four scoring quarterback. I mean, that's for a second-year player who last year couldn't pass. Yeah, he really couldn't pass. And his accuracy is much better. Yep. He's not running nearly as much, but he is a viable threat, especially down in the red zone, to run it in for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. So, nice little year. Then Matt Ryan is fifth. Yep. But he doesn't feel like he's doing anything, but he's fifth. Then Dak Prescott. Dude, I am so bummed that i mean like you think of Daz Pre- Dak prescott and you're like yeah, he's having a good year he might score 25 points or something like that mm-hmm. now he's scoring like 40 points a week and i played against a guy i was ahead by i think i want to say 73 points and he had just amari cooper and Dak prescott oh, that's what and happened I to lost. me in dynasty i was pretty far up on rigner but he had aaron jones oh and aaron and that yeah aaron jones in the yeah. same game yeah. aaron jones scored like 50 Cooper scored 43, and I think uh, Dak pr- scored 49 or something like that. And I lost by like four points or, or five points or something like that. Uh, just amazing what's going on mm-hmm. with Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, it, it, he's, he's, he's like the quietest MVP-style year I can think of. He's, yeah, he's been fantastic. But if he keeps it going, you know, they'll get a little more, little more recognition. He has to and, – and if Jerry Jones doesn't implode his own team by ripping on him – that was weird. I mean, he didn't really rip on him. He didn't say anything about him specifically, yeah. but it's just kind of like, like a vote of confidence. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but then, but he like, I mean, he did try and walk it back a little bit in that same statement, like being like, I mean, obviously yeah. this guy is a gamer and, and crushing it all the time, but you know, this is a big moment. You got to step up kind of thing, but still it's like, dude, don't, don't sabotage. Um, and then Tom Brady's next, but it's a little, a little, a little uh, not accurate because of the fact that he's played an extra game because they played on Thursday. So um, running back. So number one is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Big shock. Yeah. He's only the most amazing player in football. Guy's incredible. Dude, he's just to watch him. Dude, that bar was the first time I think I've really had a full game of, of him on. And he looks like Marshall Falk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every play, but then you wonder, is it going to run him into the ground? Well, yeah. So how many years do they have? Three. So they got to win. Yeah. You know? And they actually have a pretty good offense, man. They, I, I'm not sure what they're missing other than they just – Cam Newton is not a, a good A big leader. receiver. They don't really have a yeah, good I mean, receiver. Yeah, but both T.J. Yeah. Moore and uh, – who's they're, their new guy? They're both uh, solid number twos. Yeah, good point. You know they what I mean? They should try and get uh, – who was that guy we were talking about? Antonio Brown. No, uh, OBJ. <laughs> Oh yeah, they should get OBJ. Man, that boy, that could be the answer. Yeah. Um, number two is your boy Dalvin. Yeah. Great season. Guy's just crushing it. He's healthy. Yep. 
I honestly, I think is, he could, how long can he stay healthy? I think he might be the best running back outside of McCaffrey and and Saquon. You know, it's unbelievable talent yeah. it, for him. Is a hundred percent. Can this guy stay on the field? Because yeah. if he can, he's going to be a top three player. Yeah. Um, and they're going to keep running the ball through him nonstop. Yeah, this is it's going to be a fun game this weekend. That's for sure. JP uh, Vikes and uh, that that huge offense running offense and the Eagles number one defense. Rushing defense. Yep. No one rushing defense. Rushing defense. No yeah. kidding. They have a pretty low level pass defense, I think. Yeah, it's a twenty sixth or something. But if you can't run the ball, it's hard to win. So, and especially on that team. But we'd like to see. Uh, boy, you got to do something because Thielen and Diggs are not happy, and uh, you know the divas are getting angry. I think so. Thielen's fine now. He had a nice week last week. Yep. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah, Diggs. There's a problem there. They gotta. They gotta figure that out quickly. Yeah. You know. I think he's gonna, gonna be, he's he's gonna be professional though, I think. We'll see. I mean just his targets, man, they're just I mean way down. Again last week, just nothing. Yeah. Like two shots, you know. But I mean that's what you wouldn't you know, that's what you gotta do as a defense. I mean the two the Take two down, receivers yeah. are so Well and, and the question is good, you is know? Diggs running full speed, full power, or is he is he a little of course, of course that's bummed, the question. You know? Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler, number three. Now, obviously, I don't think he'll stay there now that Melvin Gordon's back, but Melvin didn't look too good last week. It was uh, against the Broncos. He looked I mean, rusty, yeah. But, uh, boy, Eckler still looked real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they might want to stick with Eckler. Um, Aaron Jones, because of the, on the strength of that game, 50 points. Um, do you think he's for real? Do you think he's really good? Or did he just have one great game? Yeah, I think he had one great game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see that other running back continue to take carries from him. Montgomery or uh, wh- is it Williams? Jamal Williams? Williams. God, yeah, Williams, yeah. dude. Yeah, Williams can play. So I don't know. We'll <sighs> see. I, I I don't think Aaron Jones does that again. Four touchdowns no. and 140 yards or whatever he did. Just just stupid. Yeah. Um, well, it's because they're. He was playing against me. <laughs> um, Nick Chubb is next. I think that's right where he should be. Mm-hmm. That's right where we were expecting. A guy emerging in the second year. Yep. Um, give him a better passing offense, I think he'd actually be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's just not enough opportunities for him to be running. Right yeah, now. well, because they're always down. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Mark Ingram is next. Mm-hmm. Resurgent year. We, we talked about that a lot in this offseason, that – Falling to Baltimore or going to Baltimore is a fantastic landing spot. Yep. They run the football pretty much more than any team over the last like five years. So. And he's got one of the best running quarterbacks. So it's hard to key in on him yeah. because then they'll flick it out on a screen. Yep. And I so. think Ingram is kind of one of those guys. Like he showed it in college. If you lean on him, he can, he can kind of show you the pay dirt, you know? Whereas in New Orleans, he kind of had to play second fiddle to Camara. And... But before Camara was there, and he was there for a few years with, uh, was it not Reggie Bush? Was it? It was somebody. Anyway, who was there for Kamara? Yeah. Um, and he shared it with him. And uh, but what I noticed about Ingram was in New England or in New Orleans, he had stretches. He never had good seasons. He had stretches. He'd have a four-game crush it streak or a five-game crush it streak, and it's make but, his stats look good. But was that because of him, or was that because of the way he was used? You know what I mean? No idea. Yeah. No idea. 
I would lean towards the latter. But yeah, he's more of a bruiser, and I don't think a bruiser is the style that. Yeah, Peyton but plays. the Saints just—I mean, man—they've had so many weapons the last like ten years. Well, think about how many receivers have left the I mean, Saints. He's option <laughs> F, right? You know what I mean? But I mean, Willie Sneed and um, Brandon Cook and who else has left that team? They've had so many guys. Jimmy, have... Jimmy Graham. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking like receivers. Oh, I mean, he's a tight end. But I'm thinking like those, like those guys that played like two years there had great numbers, yeah. and then well, it's because they had Drew Brees. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just crazy yeah. to think how many, you know, how many he's gone through. But then he goes out with an injury, and they're still winning all their games. Yeah, but not in the way they were. It's in a different fashion now. Yeah, they're using but, defense and and running games. But so. at four and one, even if they end up being four and four by the time he comes back, they still got a real good shot of making the playoffs. Yeah. And this team should have been in the world uh, the Super Bowl at least twice. Yeah. How so, close are we? About eight minutes. Oh shit. Okay. Um, do you have something you want to? Oh, you want to cover uh, your bet? Yeah. Why don't we do that before we go any further? Yeah. Yeah, we're almost out of time. Up here. I didn't realize how far in this has just flown by. Um, yeah, guys. So good week last week. Like I said, we uh, we had our first four and zero week on the season. So that was kind of fun. I don't know why my page won't load, but there it goes. Um, So, yeah, we had Giants-Vikings last week. Uh, I had the Vikings in that one rolling, which which they did. Had Cardinals-Bengals. Took the Cardinals there. They rolled, well, barely, but um, (laughs) Jaguars-Panthers. We had that game as well. Panthers won. And then we had the overs in that Falcons Texans game, which they scored a ton of points. I think the Dude, Texans, the Texans went covered it by themselves. By themselves, yeah. So big, big, big week, guys. Awesome. Back on track. We're back at eleven and nine on the season. And uh, if you've taken that hundred dollars that we had to deposit in and taken that and put it back in, we're at plus seven hundred on the season. So. Uh, great week to bring us where we need to be. Uh, starting off real quickly here, we've got Dolphins Redskins. I think this is kind of like one of my picks of the year right here. Uh-huh. Uh, minus three and a half. Uh, you've got the Redskins favored. I am going to go with the Dolphins straight up, man. I'm betting the money line on this thing. And I am taking them <laughs> to get their only win on the season. You're taking the money line on the Dolphins? I am. Wow. I'm, it's crazy. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. So uh, take the points there, guys. Just do the, the don't follow my crazy bet. But uh, do do take the points, three and a half. Uh, next game, Texans Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs minus four. They are going to get back on track this week and roll versus the Texans. Uh, that's going to be really? another high-scoring game. You think uh, Tyreek plays? No. Or if he does, not well. Not much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so minus four Chiefs. Uh, then, of course, I've got the Eagles-Vikings. JP had to put it on there. Uh, Vikes are favored by three. I'm hoping for the reverse jinx here because I'm going with the Eagles. <laughs> and I'm going with the Eagles. This is This is my head betting, not my heart, because – they have just had the Vikings numbers over the years. Now, during the regular season, the Vikings have competed against them pretty well, but uh, they've really had our number in the playoffs. So I am going to take the Eagles in this one. I think they're fired up coming off big win last week. Uh, And then finally, we've got Cardinals Falcons. Again, I think I'm just going to follow that train and 
Uh, I think the Falcons get their first win this week uh, against a, a lowly Cardinals team, and uh, that's our bonus bet. So, All right, we'll keep it rolling. I mean, I, again, I should be going with your bets. If I was doing this, I'd pay for my Vegas trip already. So uh, maybe I'll start this this week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this week. I'm just going to just going to bet your bets on Sunday. Nothing else. Okay. And uh, so we'll see if we go 0-8 uh, over the next two weeks. <laughs> I've that would never make sense. in a year and a half of doing this, I've never had an 0-1 week. So Never? Either, no. Never an 0-1? No. I thought I had one in week one, but I actually did win one. Oh, one of the Colts. I still can't believe you Andrew Luck retired on them. Um, yeah, that's crazy. we got about three minutes left here. Um just running up the rest of the uh, running backs, Alvin Kamara, who, or no, I, I think I skipped Kamara. Kamara was after Chubb. Then it went to Ingram. I think I skipped him. Sorry about that. Um, I think he's hurt this week or very questionable. Um, Leonard Fournette, he's actually up there because of the Broncos getting just, you know, basically the, the middle linebacker went out. Broncos went to hell. He run like crazy. And then they put in some rookies or some like lower level players last week and they played really well. Yes, they did. And it goes to show you maybe sometimes you just gotta put in a starter or two. Yeah, do something you gotta make some moves, you know. Uh David Johnson, a nice, quiet, solid year on a pretty bad team. Mm-hmm. Needs more rushing touchdowns though. Yeah. Mostly receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Um that's a little concerning for long term. Yeah, they have a terrible offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott next. That's way down the list for him. Mm-hmm. Um the passing game has been working in, in, in Dallas. Yep. And Zeke held out. He, you know he's once again, we see a guy who holds out does not have the same kind of year. You know, Chris Thompson and all those other guys that did it. Yep. Um, and then last on the running back list is uh, Derrick Henry. So yep. I'd say he's right where he was. If you based on last year's numbers, yeah. he's he's held it consistent. He's never great, but he's right around 15 to 22 a, points a week. He's a solid number two. Yeah, yeah. solid. Yeah. Uh, top 10 wide receivers, Chris Godwin is number one. That's weird. Oh, I know, because I have Mike Evans, and he dropped a goose egg on me last week. <laughs> right, year. a goose egg for Evans. Um, Cooper Cup, number two. Boy, that's impressive considering who else is on that team. Goff loves to throw to that guy. Loves Great it. Great hands. Loves it. Michael Thomas next because of that huge week. Yep. Mari Cooper because of a lot of huge weeks. Then DJ Chark. Yep. What a great little find he was off the waiver wire if you got him. Yeah. Keenan Allen, that son of a bee from last year, he was terrible. This year he's rocking it, mm-hmm. except against the Broncos. Boy, he didn't do nothing. No, he didn't. Julio, or Julian Elliman next, so pretty good swan song. Um, Julio Jones after that. Julio's kind of back to who he was, which is he just doesn't score many touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd, that was kind of a sleep, sweetheart sleeper, and he, he's coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Fuller, just that one week. Tyler Lockett, consistently good for the Seahawks. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. And I tell you what, I think Cortland Sutton is on the verge of becoming a fantasy superstar. I think he may have those kind of tools. Ten seconds. Holy cow, we're almost done. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the show. Sorry we had to cut out so quick. Uh, any parting words? I meant from you. but <laughs> JP? Uh, no parting words. Enjoy uh, all the sports this weekend. All right. Good night. Offensive out.